Hello, sports fans. This is Sellout Sports. I'm Tori Rich, joined by Mike Mawson. Tonight is October, nope, November 2nd, 2023. I can't blame you. We missed an episode. We missed yeah, yeah, we're October. Like, well, that's the thing. We, yeah, so off our off our hiatus. So it is November 2nd, 2023. But yeah, a little, little time off. Felt like forever. It was only a week, right? Um, but yeah, just, you know, I feel lazy. You know, and I, I feel like I'm in a fog now. Now that we've now that we've been gone for a week, we got to get back in the rhythm. We're gonna give know? the people. We're gonna give them a good episode. Yeah, I think so. You know, I um, I feel I feel strangely calm. You know, so like I don't know. I, that, I'm sure. I'm sure that's almost nerve wracking for me. Right to hear yes. that from you. Right. Yeah. Sorry. I, I hate to. I hate to make you uncomfortable like that. I don't know. Let's see if we can get me riled up. Hit it, Mike. of the uh, Titans and Steelers right now. And so, uh, you know, uh, getting a little bit closer to an answer on my take on Will Levis, I guess, obviously, he, I, I think he probably gets till the end of the year, right, before we pass any judgment. But Yeah, I thought he was, um, I, I think I probably had a, a take that not many had. I thought he could actually play pretty well. I know the Steelers, tonight in particular is what I'm, I'm talking about. I know the Steelers have a, very good defense but uh just the the short week to prepare uh just put stuff on film for the first time on sunday i was thinking he could kind of maybe not do everything sneak in sneak in one more good game before the before the league figures him out yeah yeah and uh it seems like the steelers have really held him in in check tonight yeah i mean like i guess you know uh you know completions and attempts and yards he outplayed kenny pickett for what it's worth um but obviously the Steelers are just a better all-around team right now. Um, game's not over. Um, Titans just went for it on fourth down, didn't get it. So the Steelers are going to take over with a 20-16 to 16 lead. Titans have no timeouts, looks like. Yeah, no timeouts. It's 2.06 on the clock. So uh, not looking good, but obviously not, uh, not over either. So uh, anyway, it's been, a, it's been a weird week. A uh, lot of... Uh, the trade deadline in the NFL is interesting because it's not, it's not really the same as MLB trade deadline by by any stretch, or, or even NBA trade de- trade deadline. But the NBA trade deadline is fun. I can't wait for that. <laughs> um, yeah, and maybe maybe uh, James Harden can fuck up another team, but we'll get to that. Um, so you know, like we, we always, but we got to do the the biggest winners and losers based on what we know now or what we think we know now. Right. So for me, it's, it's tough with the bears because it's, it's like, what's the plan here? Um, you know, they wanted to move Jalen Johnson, you know, the, you know, the solid young corner. Right. But they traded for, um, uh, not young. The other one yeah, Montez for sweat. They traded for sweat and, I don't actually have a problem with that because in the NFL, I don't think it's you don't need to buy or sell. That's not a 
that's not a thing. If you have a chance to go and get the guy that you want, that you know is a fit for your team, then you go out and get him, whether you're whether you're a good football team that year or not. You know, if you know you can sign him. So, <laughs> the. I mean, they have the, plenty of cap room. They they can sign him if they want to. Oh yeah, sure. I, but it's a matter of like, are they so? The narrative's out there that it's just a dysfunctional organization. So would he sign? I guess is the question. It's not um, in the NFL. It it is more about money than anything. Everybody has a short window and everything like that. But you know, there were there was a time in the NFL, like you know, like the Bengals. That's kind of the Bears are kind of reaching like '90s Bengals levels of ineptitude, is how what it feels like right now. And but uh, or Lions, you know, like early 2000s Lions levels of ineptitude. But does Sweat, Browns like, does Sweat know anything different though? I mean, look at the franchise he's coming from. Does that is that necessarily well? Yeah. Matter? So well, yeah. So you would think he'd be like, I'm tired of this shit. No, right? that was his teammate. Who was it that? No, said? that was Jonathan Allen. Yeah, um, Commanders, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I no. I was trying to. I couldn't remember which if it was Deron Payne or Jonathan. Yeah, Allen, but I'm yeah. pretty sure it was Allen. It was a yeah. it was a D lineman. It was yeah within the same room as him. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the command. You know. Okay, so like we'll do winners first, right? We'll save the the better. You know, we'll save the losers for for later, right? But for me, like the Bears are a wild card because if you don't sign Sweat and you gave up a second round, uh, you know, almost a first round pick for Montez Sweat. Uh, and you don't re-sign him, it's an F. If you re-sign him, second second rounder for a guy that is, you know, a, an, a, maybe not elite, but on the cusp of elite edge rusher, all right. But if, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you get a Montez Sweat with that second, with that high, you know, late first, high second round pick, right? Like a 35th, 30, 35th overall pick. I, I think any franchise would take that any day, right? So if if they re-sign him just with the nature of draft picks, right, and, and prospects, like you're going to miss on a lot of guys. So if you can get a known commodity in this league that has produced, um, I guess it'll be interesting to see what, uh, what his production is like when he's not around a Chase Young and, and other, you know, the strength of the commander's team oh, was yeah. that defensive line. I was just going to say, you just brought up something that just occurred to me because I was, I was like, oh, I can't remember which stud D lineman on the commanders, right? Right. Six and a half sacks this year, sure. Um, but that's – and we're going to get to losers. But honestly, I think the biggest loser of of the trade deadline is is the commanders because that's how you build a football team and you couldn't keep – you you have – Yeah, a, this is the take I was expecting you to have. And I it's not saying I disagree with you, but you've always talked about pass rushers, pass rushers, pass rushers. Like in, especially in today's NFL, we know that you hot, you hold them to a higher um, – they're more valuable. So More valuable and you can't have enough of them. And they got rid of two out of four that they have. Right. And, I mean, and let's be honest, like, I don't know where Jonathan Allen is in his in his contract, but he, I'm sure he wants out, you know? Yeah, well, so, yeah, I think he said it in so many words. Yeah. Uh, he, he swore, like, 11 times in, like, nine seconds. It was pretty impressive. Yeah, it was offensive is what it was. It was <laughs> disgusting. I don't, I don't know why people have to swear so much. Um, so, yeah, um, I don't know. It's tough. Like, so, actually, I can't easily just say it's an A if they re-sign him because, I, like, I, you know, I don't really know what Montez Sweat is when he's getting double teamed because he's yeah, not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what I like, mean? Like, when is, yeah, when he's what 
other teams are planning against, you know, uh, scheming against. Which on the Bears, that's what it's going to be because they have no pass rush right now. So yeah, story um, of the Bears, they don't have a lot of much. They don't have a lot of anything. Yeah, <laughs> they have a they have a number one wide receiver though. Some would say. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, like I said, I, I don't have a problem with the Bears having a – it's not like in baseball where, like, the Red Sox – you know, the Red Sox clearly should have, you know, just pick – just pick either – either especially basketball, really, either buy or sell, right? Basketball, you, you don't want to be in the middle. You want to be top or bottom. Um, I think that I think that holds true for football as well to a lesser extent. No, uh, but again, tanking doesn't work, and a lot and a lot of times the highest picks don't pan out. It's just a me, lot of pressure. Let me, let me throw you this: not necessarily tanking a team like the Patriots. I was going to bring this up uh, that can sell some pieces in their final year that to are, collect more assets. I would see your point, like uh, Mike Gusecki, right? Like he's um, Bill O'Brien was supposed to implement this two tight end system. Gusecki, yeah, he scored the winning touchdown the other week, uh, but hasn't really been a factor. Hunter Henry's been more involved. It seems like that's the route that New England wants to go in that regard. Uh, Josh, Josh Ucci, uh, Patriots signed maybe his you know hybrid linebacker safety type, maybe drafted his replacement this past year. You probably want to give a guy that like him reps at this point when you're, what, two and six, right? Uh, versus, again... I don't think they picked up his his um, rookie option. So, like, what's the plan there? Like, the guys, you're not going to get comp picks for. Where if you can return, you know, you're what what Uchi getting you like a fourth or fifth rounder, maybe. You know, Kaseki's probably giving you a. Six. I don't know, man. It's a pretty d- depressed trade market out there. Yeah, so, I mean, when you look at what you you were getting for other guys coming off of the coming off their rookie deal, right? Because part of their value. The part of their value is they're cheap on their rookie deal, right? So if they're coming to the end of their rookie deal, you know, and you're going to have to re-sign them, that that factors into this. Sure, definitely. So uh, you know, honestly, I'm not sure an Uche gets you more than a sixth or a seventh. You know, so um, is it worthwhile, or do you keep them around and and maybe you still have a chance to re-sign them after? Again, now? like that makes sense too, because like I think the Bears are one. And in next year's cap space, I think they have like a hundred. I think it's over a hundred million in projected cap for next year. And the Patriots, I believe, are second with like ninety-two million. Mm. Um, so I get what you're saying because it's really it's about pooling assets. And and as much of a crapshoot as the draft is, the more picks, the better, right? And not to mention, it generates competition. You can draft two or three corners or two or three wide receivers in the same right. draft, and they all come up together and they all compete. And you know what I mean? There's like there's a certain element to that too. Um. So yeah, um, I get what you, I get what you're saying, but uh, again, like you know, we just said it. We, but yeah, Montez Sweat, as far as quote unquote known assets, kind of a little bit unknown still, right? Unproven anyway. Yeah, I think it. like a casual, I guess, would um wouldn't be as familiar. But um, you know, we go so to go to other winners in the on the tra- in the trade deadline, 49ers, you know, bringing in a Chase Young, who again unproven because he can't stay healthy um but he does have five sacks i think he generally was the more heralded of the two edge rushers in washington right Um, this is my when when they're both on the field yeah this is my clear winner um for for trade deadline uh i love this trade it was a third rounder right 
Which yeah, is, it's a it's a third round compensatory. Yeah, pick, it's a comp pick. Which, so, which you looked up and found out that it wasn't even for a free uh, agent. It left. was a it was a reward. It for, was D'Amico Ryan's. Uh, they you know they hired a minority, uh, which is um, not even a program I knew that was in existence. It's, so it's good for ex- them. It's an extension on the Rooney Rule, I believe. Uh, and then their GM. Don't who, connect it to that. The Rooney Rule's bullshit. No, I, no, I think it. <laughs> no, I actually think. No, it is, I know, uh, but I'm saying like you know th- this is actually a better way to reward. No, a team, I got I guess. you. And then. Uh, Tennessee's GM uh, was hired from San Francisco as well, so they're going to get another one. So this was literally just like given to them, and they now they're giving it to Washington, and it's it makes perfect sense. If you don't keep Chase Young, you you're going to get a third round comp pick for him a year later. Yeah, even um, well, uh, no, I don't I don't know if it works that way on compensatory picks because. I think you had for that to happen. I think they had to play out their entire contract with that team or something like that. I'm not sure they do get a compensatory okay, pick. If they he, might not if he leaves in free agency. That's a good question. They but, might though. I, I I don't know. Um, but yeah, but, it, like, but, but you're pairing a Boza with no. I was just gonna I say mean, if you're Ohio State's defensive line. If you're doing a, a late third, or, you know, a late third, or you if you wanted to call it an early fourth. For a for a half a season rental when you're when you're a Super Bowl contender, sign me up, yeah, yeah. for sure. So actually, we might as well add uh, Nick Bosa to the to the list of winners, right? Like, yeah, yeah, this is, this is gonna this is gonna free some things up. He's had a ton of pressures this year, uh, but I don't I don't think he has a ton of sacks. Um, I'm sure that's gonna change now. Yeah, I mean, and again, uh, you know, we we ju- we just talked about the Randy Gregory trade a couple couple weeks ago. Maybe you know. Maybe now he's finally in a situation where he'll actually produce, or maybe this is an indictment on him. That's why they like they were like, "Yeah, we we got we still have to go get our edge rusher." Um. So yeah, um, the rest are I think the rest are kind of lottery tickets. I don't think Kevin Byard is com- you know competing at the same level that he was at, you know at his peak time in Tennessee. But um, was it a, a f- Eagles sent a fifth and got a sixth and Bayard back or something like that. Yeah, it was, it was Every, really not much. Everybody's trying to win these trades where they're moving up 15, 15 spots on the third on day three, which, you know, whatever, more power to you, I guess. Value is value. But, um, but yeah, you know, the rest of these are lottery tickets, I think. Um, Donovan Peoples-Jones one is interesting because he, he was actually productive for the Browns last year. Donovan Peoples-Jones to the Lions for a sixth rounder. Um, so yeah, he, he was actually productive last year, had over 800 yards, three touchdowns and, uh, has just not been remotely a part of the offense this year has 18 targets. Um, can't even remember, maybe eight catches for 97 yards. I think it was. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think they're going to be feeding Donovan Peoples Jones. Uh, but he's a big physical receiver. He he might kind of fit the mold and like blocking and and stuff like that. But if he is, uh, taking a couple targets away, I don't like it. But if, um, Oh, sorry. We were watching the end of this game. Uh, Tennessee's they, they might he, do did it. He, did he get him in position? He did. They're they're on the fringe of the red zone with 18 <laughs> seconds left. How the hell did this happen? We we clearly weren't paying attention. And then Levis. Um, wow. Yeah. Oh. Oh, through his hands. That's not Minka, is it? No. No, Minka's out. He, he heard a hammy. Um, I forget where I was at, but uh. I like the I like the Dobbs trade to to the Vikings. Um, yeah, this again, is interesting. Six for seven, so you're really just again you're moving fifteen to twenty spots. Um, I mean, Dobbs is the real winner here, right? Like, um, 
And it's, I mean, you know, it's just a good story. He seems like a, he seems like a good dude. Um, he's obviously not ever going to be confused with an elite quarterback or anything, but you know, you kind of root for him. Right. And, uh, three teams in three months. And I mean, just to imagine you'd bounce from Cleveland to Arizona to now your number one receiver is Justin Jefferson. Good for him. And, you know? and good for him for changing the narrative. Like let's not hide from the fact when, uh, you know the the Cardinals released. We said McCoy bringing in like, Dobbs was tanking. Yeah, yeah. You know we're like, oh, this is who you're bringing in. So now, good, the, you know? now the Cardinals are like we we're a, not we're not tanking well enough. We we need to get rid of Josh Dobbs. Yeah, yeah. And and the Vikings lose their starting quarterback. Oh, and they he and, threw a pick anyway. And they trust you know three three months ago if uh, you know we had a crystal ball and we say Kirk Cousins goes down and Josh Dobbs is the guy that they go out and get like. Good for you to be become a yeah like, that he was the trade target commodity. Yeah, it's also interesting that Kirk Cousins was Kirk Cousins was the name being thrown around as a trade target. Yeah, and then the Vikings became quote unquote buyers. I guess you yeah. know. I mean, the, you know, I mean, again, they it was a sixth of exchange of a sixth and a seventh. You know, and and Dobbs, but hey, you know, they're they're still trying to win. I guess in, in that division. I mean, they're not going to, I don't know, or I should say in that conference, like, you know, yeah, they're, they're in the thick of the wild card race. Yeah. The, uh, the NFL script writers this year are doing a phenomenal job. <laughs> uh, well, they should really hire, uh, better actors to wear the striped shirts. Then. <laughs> but, uh, biggest losers of the trade deadline, uh, you know, I already mentioned the commanders. I think that's definitely one, you know, to lose two elite edge rushers. Like this is a team that showed some fight right we'll talk about the eagles game in a minute but um you know other ones that just kind of i mean this one bums me out hard uh, especially watching him lose again derrick henry like why didn't they trade him yeah why didn't they get like i mean the the price couldn't have been you can't be asking for more than like a third rounder for derrick henry at this point wasting away again in nashville yeah yeah i just i mean he had a nice touchdown today evaded two or tonight i should say Evaded two tacklers, one on a free run. I mean, I don't have his line in front of me, but he ran hard again tonight. Just a prototypical Derrick Henry kind of game in a prototypical Titans game, right? 20 to 16 loss. I yeah. mean, that's, that Seven, screams Titans. 17 for 75 for a touchdown behind, behind that, a substandard line. That at this is point. Derrick Henry yeah. to a T in 2023. Ravens still should have got him. I've, I think it's a mistake not to go out and get him. Yeah, it was just it was really just that kind of game too. But uh yeah, Levis finishes twenty two for thirty nine for two sixty two and the pick there. You can't really hold the pick against him. Try um, to make trying to play. trying yeah. to force it with, you know, like ten seconds left. Um so I'll be fair, even though I am if, if his personality is the same as it was at the draft, then I am rooting against him. Yeah, but I, but said- I am I am rooting for growth and development and that he's a changed person. Just so the listeners are, uh, you know, brought up to speed on the situation, I did send uh, Mr. Tory over here a uh, Will Levis apology form, and he said, "Nope, absolutely not." No, that's premature. I'm not filling that out yet. Okay, uh, back to biggest losers. Um, so we just talked about the Vikings, really. So Daniil Hunter, because um, do we really think the Vikings are going anywhere? Again, we just talked about we like Josh Jobs, but. We're not going to confuse Josh. Josh Dobbs is a guy that might win a playoff game, a playoff game with the right surrounding cast, right? Um, in now, that NFC. Now that I kind of think about it, he kind of sounds like Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I guess we haven't really seen him in prime time. Maybe, you know, maybe he's an upgrade in prime time. I don't know. Again, not really being fair, right? Because Kirk Cousins just had one of his best games in prime time. It was the Bears, though, right? It was the Bears? It yeah. was the Bears. Yeah. That's um, an important caveat. You know, uh, anybody on the Raiders, I guess we should throw anybody on the Patriots, too, into, like, you know, that, that was a potential trade target. But I don't a, think there really was any... The Patriots are so devoid of talent that it's like I well, don't know. No, well, Ezekiel they, Elliott. No, they have talent. It, well, they it's have all some it, talent. Well, yeah, but hurt. it's yeah. I was gonna say that it's all injured though, so no, nobody that was gonna get yeah. traded for this year. Because um, yeah, of course, Judon would be a target. Um, I don't know what a yeah. I don't know. Maybe Trent Brown if you thought, but like his uh, no, he's hurt too, huh? Yeah, that's why that yeah they all hurt. They have. <laughs> Some bum at right tackle whose name I can't even remember right now. Um, Adrian Clem, is that? Yeah. yeah it's like, sounds about right. That he gave up that disgusting safety against against the Raiders. Oh, that was gross. Um, so anyway, yeah, but the Raiders, you know. <laughs> then again, you know, now they get to be there for maybe some sort of rebirth now that Josh McDaniels has been ousted. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, Antonio Pierce, is that is that correct? I'm blanking on the interim head coach. Uh, oh, I'm not, the old the former linebacker. See who took over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, associate head coach under Herm Edwards at Arizona State as well. Um, he uh, he sounded motivational. Uh, there, there's always that like potential for that one week where you can just like, oh, Josh McDaniels isn't in the building anymore. Like we're <laughs> cool. Like here we go. You know, kind of playing above their. Um, potential but that'll that'll go away real quick here's one for you just looking at you know other teams that maybe should have done something at the trade deadline should the jets have been in on dobbs if that was the price yeah i i think so yeah um as somebody that is kind of a known and uh, i'm kind of coming around on being anti like he's not getting it done he's and he's just shown it throughout his short career but but then, know, but then again at enough. the end of that game though i mean yes the giants imploded but at the end of that game <laughs> he um, did he did make it happen no and i can't take that away from him i'm just hoping with that defense um you're not in that situation where you need a game-winning drive against this let's, giants team. let's let's table that for a second let's come back to that game in a second um i do want to yeah so let's take a quick look back at last week since we missed it on monday um I kind of want to. I want to see if we can make a segment out of this every week. Um, so, Mike, let me tell you, the numbers do lie. Now, I don't think anybody's really a fan or a staunch defender of the quarterback rating system as a statistic. Quarterback rating, not QBR, right? QBR's a little bit more refined. Um, but the quarterback rating system. So, if I had, if I had to make you guess, the top four quarterback ratings in the nfl where would you where would you start not counting so will levis was number one i, I doubt he is now after tonight's game but uh but he doesn't but like if multiples like actually started yeah, guys, every the, guys game. that qualify yeah um one i don't even know where to go for one i'm gonna go yeah you do Tua. yeah two is number one i'm gonna go lamar two nope I think I think Lamar was five or six. Let me actually huh. let me pull it up. But he was he was uh, you know he was up there. But is he Mahomes wasn't. still too even after his tough game? No, sir. So uh, 
Let me let me get. I don't out. think it would be Justin Herbert. Nope, Herbert. Uh, so excuse me. Let's see. No, Lamar was seven. Oh wow. Um. Yep. Uh, Herbert is six. I'm getting closer. Yep. So. Um, All right, so, give me two. So it's so Purdy who. You oh, know, Pur- obviously Purdy is, still. Wow. Purdy's Purdy's uh, uh, number two right now. Yeah, I guess he's only thrown. He's just made a couple bad decisions. That's that's really all. Yeah, twelve touch, twelve against five. Yeah, right now. Yeah, um, just yeah, prominent interceptions. What I'm at. So now the three and four are kind of shockers for me, though. I, I guess three isn't that much of a shock, but this shows based off of your tune. Uh, I'm gonna go with the aforementioned Kirk Cousins. Yeah, three. yeah. There you go. Good guess. So Kirk Cousins at number three. Um, I'm sorry, but he is not. If this is supposed to be a measure of Good quarterback play. You said four is a shock too, or four is definitely a shock. It, like this, this man does not belong up there. I'm gonna go. Maybe did at one time. Ooh, hints. Use your context clues, Michael. <laughs> it definitely shouldn't be. I'm just gonna throw a wild name out there, Deshaun Watson. No, not Deshaun Watson. Okay. No, but you're you're kind of on the right track. On the though. right track. Yeah, you're, you're getting warmer. I don't know. Give it to hated me. too much money. Come on, hated too much money. It sounds like a lot of a lot of quarterbacks. When I've been talking to Tory for a <laughs> while now, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like that could be anybody with that's, me. That's clouded my judgment a little bit in the past year. I don't know. Give it to me. Uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Will oh, definitely hated and too definitely much money. overpaid. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> I should so have dude, known that one. I, so Hand just, up, that's on me. So yeah, okay. So this is. I think this should be a segment we should find just a misleading statistic because if Russell Wilson is the fourth best quarterback in the NFL, um, wow, the NFL has some problems, which yeah, interesting. Good segment name too, right? Uh, you know, the numbers, paying, the pay, numbers do lie paying homage to, uh, was it Michael Smith and, Oh, um, Oh, the, the, the My, numbers never lie. ESPN. Yeah. Is that what you got this from, or did you just uh, make this up on your own? Oh no, I just made. Dude, oh yeah, come no, on, give a... me some credit. All right, well, I it, how dare you? I'm a journalist myself. I'm a goddamn editor of a of a publication, and you think I can't come up with segments? Well, I just thought you were paying homage. Nah, you're to, a real piece of shit. To numbers never lie, which was a you're a real piece of shit show from like 2007 to like 2012 or something like that. <laughs> Speaking of real piece of shit, yeah, I'm sure no one's ever used the numbers do lie as a segment. <laughs> This is my idea. We're gonna, we're gonna trademark it, um, dude. Holmes is all the way down. Mahomes is all the way down at ten. Uh, I'm curious as to what he would have been before the Denver game. Um, I know. No, I mean that's fair. Yeah, Jalen Hurts twelve. Hurts at twelve, huh? That one shocks me. I want to. Joe Burrow's nineteen. That makes more sense. He sucked to begin. Uh, right, right. Um, Matthew Stafford twenty four. Where's Dak Prescott? This will tell me a lot. Dak. Where are you, Dak? Eight. Yeah, no, numbers lie. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a Dak guy, huh? Um, so, yeah, so quarterback rating is bullshit. All right. Um, so, I said, as, as I said, let's go back to that Giants game. The Giants meltdown against the Jets. It was, it, it was a meltdown of epic proportions. If it were a more important game, which really it was an important game for the Jets, Oh yeah, it was. I mean, this if, is like Aaron Rodgers does not come back, and he should, like, like I know he's it, no, probably it really but, like he's shut down if they lose that game. Maybe, yeah, quite, quite possibly, right? 
And now we could be looking at the Jets fighting for a playoff spot week 18. And if that's the case, I'm going to be looking back at this game like what could have been. Because this was this was a Falcons in the Super Bowl against the Patriots level meltdown. Like it, it happened in a shorter time frame, but it was the same kind of like literally did you, did you watch literally if one play went differently in that sequence then the Jets don't win. Did you watch this game in real time? Uh, I watched the end in real time. Yeah, which, like, and you have to do that. Like, see, I didn't. And, you know, I went back and I, I saw the plays, but you don't get the feel unless you're watching it in real yeah, time. Yeah, it was just, again, it, it wasn't important. The Giants already suck, we, right. and we know that. Um, what was it negative nine passing, passing yards, yards the entire game? Not great. Um, not great. Even against that defense, you really, it's really not excusable, even with Mr. Mike DeVito. <laughs> Um, what a character. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, if you watch the end of that game, that's what I'm saying. You like, you would just get that same sense. Like Jesus Christ, if one thing goes differently, the giants just end up winning, but like the, like nothing went right at the end of that game for like a 15 play sequence, which is kind of how you, if you think about the Falcons and the Patriots, oh, yeah, it's a hundred percent how that went. Yeah. If just one play had gone differently, like game over, if right? there's not the holding, you know, if there's not the set. Yeah, no, there's so many points where you can be like yeah you know and it, so <laughs> i mean my favorite part of it is so Kayvon Thibodeau you know he gets the sack at like 126 that looks like it's just going to be game right mm. um on fourth down no less so, so to, to our point about like yeah Zach Wilson's probably not the guy right so he so he instead of throwing the ball away just for field position sake he gets sacked loses like an extra 10 15 yards whatever it was <laughs> And then their kicker, uh, yeah, Gano, comes in and misses a 35-yarder, yeah. I think. And he had already missed one in the game. So then the Jets – so then Wilson completes a pass, gets him up to, like, the Giants, like, 47. Mm -hmm. Still still too far for a field goal with, like, 17, 17 seconds to go, something like that. And so now um, – Oh, and though, but that, this was with no timeouts. No timeouts. Gets, and he get, and he gets tackled inbounds. But there's a but there's a flag on Thibodeau for offsides that stops the clock. Right. Right. Now, <laughs> so the, another completion to Lazard gets him down to the 16 into real field goal range, which they wouldn't even have really even been able to do. It probably would have been a hail mary situation without the without the offsides. It would have, it probably would have been like one more quick out and then a 35 yard hail mary but, maybe. We got a we got a highlight ballsy play to to target the middle of the field there seventeen seconds oh yeah left, no and timeouts because what's teams most like uh you know this conversation was had with the Cowboys right when they didn't get the the snap off last year two years there ago. was and you know it's funny there was controversy over that too is like did the ref really spot the ball he the ref the he ref didn't like spot it he tapped it the ref, <laughs> yeah and I mean to, but you know what to his credit I'm, he allowed I'm okay the play with it. yeah no he allowed the play to happen if if the if the ref looks at where the player puts the ball and, and he, says, yeah, that's right, then fine. You yeah. know what I mean? That's that's something they could have reviewed, I guess. But anyway, point being, um, good job hustling down there. Horrible gamesmanship by the Giants. Like, you can't fuck with them for one second. You can't, you know, yeah. You know what I mean? Roll like, over or something, you know. You know like, what I mean? I, I like... Tug the, tug the leg a little I'm bit a, longer. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm a little... I'm about... Um, I hate that. I hate that, but I I understand it. No, no, no. For, I mean, just one second, right? Like it's like it's like nobody ever would have noticed it. You know what I mean? Like like I'm about integrity of the game, and so like yeah, faking injuries to get an extra timeout and stuff like that. Fuck that stuff. You know what I mean? But 
Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah, just lay on him for one second. And you, like, I mean, like, it's kind of unbelievable that, that Wilson got, I mean, he got it off just in time. No, props to, to him for, you know, hustling everyone down there, getting everyone set and, and being able to. <laughs> and this is what I'm talking about, man. To do that. This is. The Jets have a winning culture. Yeah. If, if Aaron Rodgers comes back as seventy-five percent of what Aaron Rodgers was, like this is a dangerous team because they have this. No, they really is. This I is mean, a, this is a team that fights. This defense is nasty. It's sad to say, like you know, blame everything on the quarterback. I think quarterbacks get too much praise when they win and too much blame when things are going bad. But like that's it's that's actually the case in well, in, well, in it's to instance. a certain degree because the Jets are banged up on the offensive line too. No, they are. So they so they have problems offensively. Period. I'm just saying but, this is this isn't a one year thing. Like when we go back to this, you know, to this point, like Zach Wilson has shown who he is. Um, I mean, the majority of this team is the same from last year, and and they didn't do anything. You know, what's the big change? It's Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, Aaron brought in some of his guys, but the majority of the defense has stayed the same. You know. And, you know, bringing a guy in like that in obviously changed the tone in training oh, camp. And, and so I think that, I don't know, I just think this we is saw, a team. We saw it on Hard Knocks day one, right? Yeah, Robert yeah. Salah is like, you know, I've never had a quarterback like this in my life. <laughs> this is a poor Zach. This is going to be a fun team, I think, to watch the rest of the year, though. I'm interested in the Jets, you know, going forward. I, I guess they're my they're my darlings like uh, like Colorado was for a little while, right? They're your but, league pass team, yeah. Yeah. Um, Sunday ticket team. So, uh, but another, you know, so this is one, another one of our darlings, right? Is we, you know, we'll, we'll take credit for our wins. And this is one of our wins. We said the Bengals are going to be back and man, did they look good against the 49ers? Um, yeah, Purdy, I, I kind of think I, 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 I came off my Purdy take, you know, when I shouldn't have, I, I held on for a long time. And now I'm kind of back to it where it's like he's kind of a product of all the talent around him. And I, I and I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's bad. But I think we had him too high being in tier two. Again, yeah, back to we just reverse the tape. Too much credit when they win, you know, where <clears throat> we do it too. Um, but and- he looked really good in that Cowboys game. But, you know, like – I don't know. Probably, probably just too much praise being heaped on him from Collinsworth, and you know what I mean. It was just um, again, it's easy to be high in the PFF rankings when you have that much talent around you because the, all the throws you're supposed to make are are there. You know, like yeah. I don't. Again, I don't know how what goes into the grading. It's just basically, did he make the right play or not? Well, it's pretty easy to make the right play when nobody's in your face, and yeah, and, you know, and uh, Trent Williams is obviously a huge loss. You saw it on the last play of the game. Right, you know, with with Hendrickson coming off the edge, I don't even know who the Forty ers have at left tackle right now, but he isn't Trent Williams. No, no, so, no man in this world is. Uh, but yeah, on the other side, Joe Burrow, right, coming off a bye, was able to get healthy, uh, was running around a little bit in the game, and uh, yeah, I mean, he looks like Joe Burrow. I mean, I don't, this, I don't think we really uh, deserve praise for that. I think uh, we were just. Uh, cooler heads than maybe some but i don't think there was a lot of people that were nervous about the Bengals to begin with yeah well um i don't know to our i i'm gonna take credit for it because right. i uh but i'm gonna say I, i'm gonna give the credit to the Bengals defense for keeping this team alive when the offense was struggling um and they're nasty and now that the offense is caught up 
I'm back to Bengals are my Bengals might be my Super Bowl favorite. Do Not they even have kidding. a second? Do they have a second guy that can rush the passer passer with with Hendrickson? They almost should have. I, I'm not well. Not, I mean, Hubbard's not like elite. Oh, oh yeah, but, like Hubbard. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, Hubbard, Hubbard with Hendrickson. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course. I feel like we're forgetting somebody. We we probably D- DJ Reader's a, a a run stopper in the middle. Um, almost like why you know now that I'm thinking about it, why didn't they go, go out and get one of those guys from the Commanders? It's you know it's a fair point, honestly. Again, because you're talking about you're gonna have a. You're gonna have a higher pick or a lower pick in that round, right? So it's, you know, if it was a second rounder for, even if it was a second rounder for Chase Young, like why not? Why not add that piece, right? I think you have a point there. Um, you know, uh, yeah, the Joseph Asai kid too, which oh yeah, which yeah. I, I would love to see him get some redemption against the Chiefs this year. So you know what I'm saying? Okay, so yeah, they they've got some depth. So um, a, a little bit, you know, like it's not like I don't think a size elite, but he's yeah, he's, he's a good athlete. It's not a top five room in the you know in the league by any means. But. No, um, but the but the defense is playing great at, at all levels. Uh, Logan Wilson, elite linebacker. Yep. Um, so, um, yeah, honestly, man, like if if we were making our Super Bowl picks today, I think I like the look of the Bengals more than anybody right now. I'm still high on the Ravens. I'm still high on the Ravens. Do you think you think they're going to win the division over the Bengals? I think so. I mean, they, they, got, only, they, they only play each other once more this year, and they have a two game cushion. And I'm again, uh, I think you know the Ravens' defense is very good as well. I'm I am bought in on what Lamar's doing. I think Lamar's. I'm not saying Lamar's going to miss time, but I think Lamar's going to get hurt, and he's going to. That could that could happen. You know what I mean? I that think it's just. It's just the way he plays. And I don't. I don't. I think if Lamar gets hurt, he's not going to be what Jalen Hurts is when he's hurt. So, um, no, mean, I don't think he's going to be. I don't think he's going to be producing the way that Jalen Hurts has oh, been able I, to produce yeah. through through injury. Yeah. So we'll get to that in a second too, because obviously uh, Hurts is hurt right now. But uh, just go, again, we're looking back at last week a little bit. You you on the Tyson Bajan hype train now? Because man, they they love to make a. A huge deal out of him. I get it. You Love know? the story. I mean, that's cool. You know, underdog story. It always sells. Uh, it's it's just funny because it was literally not even a full game, right? He can't. He or did he? He didn't play the full game, right? He didn't. He didn't get the start. He came, he came in in relief of Fields, isn't that right? Well, he's had to start now. No, I'm saying he didn't start the game that they won, Cor- or did he? I don't believe so. So anyway. But he came in and he had a good game against the Raiders, <laughs> and um, it's kind of crazy. It's just like it's, it's like you know our polls and Eberflus like trying to create this narrative like, oh, we can win without Fields. So now we get another year if you let us draft our guy, right? Like you know that kind of thing, you know. Um, but anyway, I you know I just thought built-in excuse, which is a losing mentality which is what the Bears are right now, and you need to fire them. <laughs> it looks like that's what needs to happen. I, I played devil's advocate for them for a while, and I'm, I'm, I think I'm off it now. And I'm, I, and I'm ready to see Fields in another uniform and see what this looks like. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I would like to see him stay in Chicago, but... What would it have, you know what I mean? What, what would it have taken to get Fields, like, he's year three, Mm-hmm. Plus, like you know, could two. pick up the rookie op- yeah. rookie option, so it could be two more years after this year. Um, 
So I don't know. It's another one of those ones. Was like, yeah, they could have moved him at the and and he again, he's a guy. You know, his legs and everything like that. He's a guy that maybe actually could have helped somebody a little bit. What do you think? Is I mean, it's definitely a first rounder. Is it more than that? No, I don't even think it's a first rounder necessarily. It, well, so? with with you know, yeah, with with, rookie, with the two and a half years left control. on the contract, yeah, yeah, rookie control. You, um, I, I guess it's still a first rounder, but how is his value? Like his value definitely hasn't gone up since being taken 11th overall 12th something like that i think 11th yeah or was he right before Devonte smith maybe 10th maybe 10th before Devonte smith but anyway you know maybe a high maybe a high second or something like that could have could have pried him away who knows um i guess it's you know it's just a matter of like how high is somebody on him too right because right? of the you know different executives in the league are going to have a different view of him but Basically, I just I just want to find out. I want to see what Fields can do outside of Chicago, you know. Um, or yeah, I, at least outside of this. Nah, outside coach. of Chicago. Period. Just like put him in a place, put him in a warm weather, you know. Fuck it, Dallas. <laughs> you know, Dallas, Tampa, Tampa, Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Arizona. Arizona. Sure. You know, like let's let's see it. Oakland or Las Vegas. You know what I mean? Yeah, Whatever. both warm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're still Oakland to me, I guess. I don't know. Um, but yeah, you know, like honestly, Tyson Bajan might not be bad. Like the the game got away from him and everything like that. But I didn't think he played that poorly. I saw him film just a couple of throws that weren't as high profile as the Velas Jones drop. Oh, what um, a egregious! That play. one's brutal. Like again, Bajan made the throw he had to make there, and should have had a touchdown on the board. Should have had the Bears in the game. You what, know a, what I mean? What a hopeless feeling that must have been when when he feels himself falling down, and then he still tries to make the play, and it's still delivered right in his bread basket. And I think it bounced off his chest. I think yeah. if it it might have hit his hands, it might have hit his chest. Whatever the case, uh, that does not feel good. Yeah, uh, uh, bummer for him. Um, but bummer for Bajan, you know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. We'll see if he gets uh, any more chances, you know. Um, but that's – like I said, I thought the whole thing was funny that they that they played it up after one week, though. Almost like, like yeah, this guy's going back to the bench next week. So, like, if we want to do this story, we got to do it now. But – As a journalist, I respect that yeah, take. Yeah, no, I respect it. But, like, poor Bajan, yeah, like, I'm sure he's a competitor who wants to play. Might have just put himself in the best position in professional sports, which is a career backup, like <laughs> Chase Daniel. The, the Chase Daniel, like, um, you yeah. know the 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 ratio, like hundreds of thousands of dollars per completion, like it just amazes me. You know, Chad Henney, like those guys, Ray made, Lucas, made, Ray Lucas back in the day made eight digits, and uh, probably not Ray Lucas, but uh, you know, eight digits. Dude, he wasn't even career back; he was like career third stringer. <laughs> And like you know, barely played. Yeah, I'm sure they're getting their licks in practice, but um, you know, to make that much money. And, no, they're and, not. They're quarterbacks. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I guess they're not scout team, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, they're not hitting them. Yeah. If they if they want to hit a scout team quarterback, they put a fucking wide receiver there that played quarterback in high school. Yeah, or like maybe a practice squad guy, but probably not. Right. Yeah, a guy that can kind of throw it. Like oh, like the the Broncos guy that. Yeah, he was a wide receiver. The emergency coach. What was his name? Oh, what was his name? Oh, I forget. Wow, legend, and we forgot. Yeah, I mean, COVID. That that's like twenty years ago at this point. Yeah, right. It was weird times. Wasn't was it Kendall Hinton? Or was yes, it? that sounds right. 
Yep, Kendall Hilton. Good, right. good. Hinton good or Hilton or Hinton? Hinton. Hinton. All right, I got it. Nice. I remember sometimes. There we go. All right. Anyway, moving off the Tyson Bajan thing, you might be right. Or on the other hand, he might have positioned himself for a desperate team to to pick him up, you know, to to send a sixth rounder this offseason, right? Um, so Tyson Bajan, new quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders, probably. I don't know. Yeah, if if you're uh if that's your offseason plan, just uh just skip on to the next year. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Tyson. All right. Um well, he could be that Josh Dobbs, like, like, hey, we're tanking, and then, yeah. and then, and then he's like, "Fuck you, we're tanking," you know, like, kind of like Josh. That's Dobbs a good career mold. Year. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Again, like, who who doesn't want to root for the underdog, right? Um, so not the underdog. Uh, the clear favorites right now, the Eagles. I'll tell you, man. After after watching that Commanders game, I don't think this team's going to the Super Bowl. You don't, I, you don't think you're overreacting? You don't think it's just uh, no because it's because it, it, I'm not overreacting to one week because yeah that's a divisional game but I think this team is sloppy. I think that they are philosophically unsound right now. I think if if the D line stays healthy, they're going to be formidable no matter what, right? Especially in the playoffs. Excuse me, especially in the playoffs. Um, I'm not that worried about the secondary having issues. Because you can win with a poor secondary as long as you have a pass rush. That's how the Eagles won Super Bowl Fifty Two. They didn't have a good secondary that year. No, are you kidding me? What what's his name? The Green Goblin? But like he sucks. Like, um, was it Mills? Jalen Mills. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. He was terrible. Like, but he took risks and he and and they paid off every once in a while. That's that's how you make it work. You know what I mean? Um. But Slay Bradbury not really playing at high level right now. They're kind of revolving door at safeties. Um. You know, maybe Bayard, you know, stabilizes it a little bit. Point being, I don't know, things like Kenneth Gainwell with one hand on the ball inside the five and fumbling away. I mean, they, they and not to mention a fumble on the tush push. Tush, tush push, push didn't is not. Work. I, I asked, I put it out in the universe. I said, hey, have I ever seen the tush push not work? And then the Eagles were like, hey, Michael, I got something for you. Yeah, here. well, it, it, it was our last show that I said the tush push is going to hurt them eventually, right? It didn't happen yet. But now they, I mean, they did have a cool trick play off or not a trick play but a but a counter to the a counter to the counter right mm-hmm. and i actually i said the commanders are a team that could probably stop it too right because that stud d line right so um so i'm pretty smart um <laughs> if they played it for a th- if the eagles and commanders were to match up a third time it would work because they traded away all their defensive linemen yeah eh, not, their, not all not, of them but. well not their interior line where it really matters but um yeah i don't know uh, yeah. So point being, though, I and I think the tush push is still going to actually hurt them in a way that it's going to cost them a game, and it could be a playoff game. Um, that being said, it's just again, I think they're philosophically unsound. You, if you're, if you're going to depend on this AJ Brown connection, you know, with Hurts being your bread and butter now, I'm telling you that that stuff doesn't last in the playoffs. Jalen Hurts is not an elite passer. He is an elite, he's an elite quarterback, period, when he's right and when he's healthy, right? He's an elite football player is what he is. But he's not an elite passer. And better defenses are going to find a way to shut that down, especially in poor weather and and so on. You know what I mean? Um, elite passing games in the playoffs are like being a three-point, like a, a team where you live and die on the three-pointer in the NBA. You know what, you know what I mean? Like – if you get to the postseason, 
you better be truly elite, like Golden State Warriors elite, for that shit to work in the postseason. I mean, you think that's fair? Because think, of, I mean, how many? Look at look at the Patriots. Oh, oh seven Patriots got shut down in the Super Bowl by a great pass rush. Um, Mahomes the uh, the year against the Bucks, whatever year that was, great passing game, shut down. You know, like how did the Chiefs beat the Eagles? An elite pay, because because Andy Reid finally learned and he and he handed the ball to Isaiah Pacheco. You know, you see what I I'm gotcha. saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, so I think, you know, cross sport can get a little clumsy sometimes. Sometimes it works. And I think that's what it is. Playoff time is different. And you and the level of competition is different. And if the Eagles think they're just going to flip the switch and start running the ball again, it doesn't work that way. And I, and I, don't, think, I don't think it's going to work. And you have a new – DeAndre Swift, I don't, know, I, I don't understand why he's not getting more carries. The only thing that I could make the argument for, right – is they do want to just flip the switch. They don't want to bang Swift up. They don't want to get all their running backs banged have, up right now. They have now. enough guys where that doesn't make sense to me. They have enough. Um, it's not like they, they they have one bell cow, right? Uh, maybe they go away from Gainwell now that you know he has some ball security issues. Um, but you still got Boston Scott. You still got Swift. Uh, I think I'm forgetting. I think there's a fourth again. Derrick Henry. I like. I would have liked. Like they could have used a big bruiser that is, you know, with a chip on his shoulder, some motivation to go. Like I don't know. He seemed like a good fit. I don't know. Imagine him pushing Hertz as well. I yeah. Mean. No shit. Right. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I think the Eagles are a team that just could have used another running back too, just to be like, yeah, you know, like stay healthy. You could have. Like you have enough around him. Obviously, you're two win or you're a game and a half up on everybody in the NFL right now. Obviously, you can afford the luxury of giving Derrick Henry a couple of weeks to get acclimated to the offense, right? But it is running back too, and you could still get him ten carries a game, and and yeah, without he just, anything. Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, Derrick Henry's the ultimate body blows guy. Just beat the shit out of the defense, and then they gotta, and now they have to focus on stopping him. That being said, also going to this Cowboys game. Um, so we're yeah we're kind of moving on to next week. Going to this Cowboys game, I uh, what happened? So Jalen Hurts being hobbled right, and the Cowboys knowing that and being able to game plan for that, they might treat him more like they treated Minshew last year, and uh, when Hurts was out, and the and the Cowboys beat the Eagles that game, and the Cowboys have looked um, other than that Forty ers game, Forty ers and Cardinals. Um, I don't know. I I think I think the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys uh, might have the Eagles' number this week in Philly. Um, I, I just, wouldn't be I wouldn't be completely shocked. Um, the Eagles have been kind of teetering, obviously, last week with the the one touchdown for game. like three weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, the Eagles have have kind of, they've benefited from, been flirting, from, from bad been calls. Flirting with uh, with I, some losses. They they feel like a team that's that's buying their own bullshit right now. That's you know what I mean. And this kind of I agree and. Um, I've seen this play out many a times. You want the losses to come now, right now, right? Yeah, right. You, because it will, uh, you know, pl- playoff karma is a real thing. If if they skid by and they keep keep getting these wins, you look at like the Vikings, right? Um, winning all these one possession games last year, and uh, Waters kind of fi- finding its level this year with how they started. Um, and Water found its level in the playoffs last year, exactly. So exactly. That it's not <clears throat> something that you. I don't know if you've ever seen sustain into a championship run 
you have to live it on the edge to, all year. Yeah, you have yeah. to take your lumps at some point, and then you can learn from it and, and move on. It seems I, like hundred percent. I and so you know, as an Eagles fan, sure, but like, yeah, they've benefited from bad calls. I think that the Dolphins game could have been closer. They're still loose with the ball. They still turn the ball over. Eventually, that's going to hurt you. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. if somebody does, like, the tush push, you know, you can make an argument that without the tush push that, you know, maybe they lose a game, another one, a game or two. Here. I think they probably do, yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, I hate, I hate to make it come down to that. And and that and that's a big if because I'm, I'm still a supporter of the play. You know yeah. what I mean? Again, they I do, think two would be a stretch. I think they probably have one. I think they're six and two right now. Yeah, it's a, push. Um, but I mean, it's then it's you know what game? I mean, really, there's a couple of games where like yeah, they ex- they got. What's a game where they said, they went for it? It was just a couple of weeks ago from like the twenty. No, that was the, that was the Dolphins game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, the, and yeah, they ended up winning that one by two touchdowns. But it's just like it it really does give them extra possessions, you know. Yeah. So. So again, if you're that, if you're that kind of team, just like yeah, again, Derrick Henry, <laughs> why not? Why not Derrick Henry? I don't know. Whatever. Um, you know, that's the other thing that bothers me about it is who, what kind of running back did they have on their team the year that they won the Super Bowl? Legarrette Blunt. You know what I mean? Which, love which Blunt. I, I see, I don't even really love him because like if he didn't get past the line of scrimmage, he sucked. Blunt force trauma, but, baby. But if, if he got to the second level, he was terrifying. You know what I mean? So like, just <laughs> you know. But Derrick Henry's more than that. You know, maybe he's getting closer to being that kind of player. At the, if Derrick Henry gets to the second level, he's still terrifying. And you but. know Sirianni would throw, if they if they did acquire Derrick Henry, um, the, the trick plays too, like uh, Derrick Henry's passed for, I think, two touchdowns this year, yeah. like four in his career. I think he's like six for six in his career in passing. You know that would be a wrinkle in the in the red zone as well with, and with those weapons, you know, Derrick Henry to A.J. Brown would have definitely happened at least once this this fall. <sighs> well, um, oh, yeah, and the other uh, other game coming up this week. So, you know, we've already talked about the Chiefs and the Dolphins, really. But they're uh, – so the Chiefs have their quote-unquote home game in Germany. And uh, I don't know, Mike, you, do you think overseas always means low score or do you think it's just going to be a uh, – it's Wembley that they play at in in London, right? Yeah, or, I think. Um, is it Wembley? There's two places in in Heathrow London. Heathrow, or I think I think it's the non-Wembley one is the low scoring <laughs> one. There's like you know, there's obviously data associated with that. Um, I don't see this one being low scoring. Uh, I am a little worried. I am on the on the narrative that the team that goes spends the week out there has the advantage i'm i'm fully on board with that um the chiefs are flying out tonight actually thursday night to germany um but andy reed's done this in the past he went to london did the same thing flew out late they won in like 2015 uh and then they, they went to mexico city which isn't you know that's not really international if you're that's like going east coast to west coast when you're in kansas city um so, you know, he's sticking to what he did. Um, but I mean, the the Chiefs offense can't look any worse than it did in Denver, right? I, I think this will be I think the overs are at like fifty, fifty one and a half. I'd I'd probably put money on the over. Yeah, I don't really do over unders, but I and I think I would stay away from it only because it's overseas, but this does feel like normally a game where you'd hammer the over. Um I mean Chiefs off a loss look terrible. Um, Dolphins, 
I mean, Tyreek Hill revenge game, everything like Tyree that. Tyreek Hill revenge so, game. Um, which I don't know if I buy that a hundred percent because I think Spagnolo is a good, um, you know, he's good at scheming, and Chris Jones can kind of collapse the pocket a little bit. And if you can, if you can get to the quarterback, especially with four or with you know, or getting a cornerback in the face, like I, I like that Spagnolo blitzes defensive backs a lot. But that might not. I don't know. That you might know not who be does? Good, you know who does buy into that though? Tyreek Hill. <laughs> you said uh I just had to let Casey know wherever they see me it's going to be problems because of Reek. Yeah. He was hell, so I'm back. The cheetah is back. He's talking he's talking that game before uh I think he he had previously said that he wishes it was an arrowhead. Like obviously he wishes it was an arrowhead. I think I'd go by Ty instead of Reek if I, if I had to shorten up my name. If I was as fast as Tyreek Hill was, I'd probably go Reek. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I wouldn't go by Cheetah, though. It's <laughs> yeah. one thing I definitely would not go by. I mean, or I would go all in with it, and I'd be wearing like a you know a Cheetah Cheetah print speedo. Oh, that's the funny that you you say that. Nobody cares about fantasy, but um, the the app I use, Sleeper. They uh, I have Tyreek Hill on my team, and they put like for Halloween they put like a Cheetah cape around him. Oh, okay. Oh, cheetah cape. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. So I think I think Tyreek, yeah, he goes over hundred. He's gonna have he's gonna have an impact on the game. And so I, I want to get back to the Chiefs though, is okay, Chiefs just came off a bad loss to the Broncos, who are what, three, four weeks removed from giving up seventy points. They only give up nine to the Chiefs in this one. Was that that was in Kansas City too, right? Because the no, it was in Denver. It was in Denver. Okay. Yeah. Um, we got robbed of a snow game. It snowed like <laughs> six inches. I was so happy. First snow game of the year. Ah, oh, best best viewing experience. And then they they cleared it out. It was it was clear. It was sad. I was sad. Yeah, it sucks. Um, snow games are awesome. They're so cool. That's why Buffalo like snow. You know, lake effect snow games. Oh my god, nothing better. Nothing. Better. Just anything that like makes professionals not look like 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 Lashawn McCoy in a, in a, in, oh. yeah was that against the Lions I think or I think um, it might have been against the Bills or no he was with the Bills right at that point no no, no. I remember a Lashawn McCoy game um, Eagles with McCoy? the Eagles and I think it was against the Lions but e- then he Eagles went at home and then no he was he was Mister Snow because he went to Buffalo and he just put up numbers whenever there was a blizzard he's just. Yeah, and and it's it's not that they don't look like professionals. It's that like the guys, I don't know. It's just like a different skill set in the snow. I guess I don't know. And Lashawn McCoy tapped into that. Yeah, and Lashawn McCoy is obviously a good snow player, uh, snow game player, right? Um. Anyway, but the Chiefs. I need to. I need to go to the film. I I didn't get to watch the Chiefs and the Broncos game yet. Uh, I've been on this all year. Jawan Taylor sucks. Um, Donovan Smith isn't very good either, so their tackles suck. I wonder if that played into the issues against the Broncos at all. I mean, I, I think it's going to cause problems for them later on. And yet, and to your point, like one more, you know, one more pass rusher for the Bengals might have been nice. And yeah, um, that's. Um, I was kind of thinking this earlier when we we're talking about um, the trade deadline. I was trying to think of a, a offensive tackle that's available that the Chiefs could have gotten. I, I I came up blank. Um, a team that would be selling and. You know, but I couldn't think of anything, so I, I shut my mouth. Um, <laughs> but 
I mean, anything would be better at this point than what they have, right? And I know you had that kind of joking theory that Andy Reid wants his tackles to be bad, so uh, Mahomes will step up in the pocket and and that's where you're going with it, right? That that that's Yeah, your, yeah, that's because the interior line's so good it creates this natural gap because the because the tackles are so shitty and lazy. Um I'm seriously I'm going to make a a whole a whole reel of just Jawan Taylor being lazy and just walking uh, you know well before the whistle just just being just a lazy piece of shit. It, like he offends me. He really does. Um to answer your question, I don't know what like Braden Smith's situation on the Colts, for instance, is. Um, he maybe he, but I don't know what his contract situation is. I mean, uh, so I guess he could have been a trade target. Um, you know, just Chargers. I I don't know. They probably don't want to give up Rashawn Slater. Right. Um, I don't think Justin Herbert would be very happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Uh, yeah, like I mean, how many teams were quote unquote sellers, right? Yeah. Um, uh, the Bears aren't going to put, you know, they, they, they sh- you know, could have been sellers, but they just drafted a guy in the first round that actually looks pretty solid. Um, uh, Darnell Wright, I yeah. think. Um, Packers, you know, like, yeah, I mean. It, but, uh, yeah, it's tough to, I think it's tough to part with a stud offensive tackle to you because then you're basically saying fuck you to your quarterback. Yeah, well, and, and, it's, <laughs> and, if, and if you need a quarterback, he's, he's a building block for your next right. year, right? So. Um, I don't know. Yeah. To, and, and again, you know, like how much value does a, a new offensive lineman, cause we talk about just continuity is so important, right? Like even if you bring in a stud left tackle, if he hasn't been playing with those guys all year, like it, it might be kind of diminishing returns to even sure. bring in, to even bring in tread Williams mid season, you know, um, obviously that would upgrade your left tackle situation, yeah. but he's an exception, but yeah, I get but it, no, saying. but it, but there, but there are issues that, would spring up from that it's better to just have seven you know um five guys playing together for 17 games sometimes um anyway all right let's uh let's move on to the college football ranks though um and so well heisman voter take it away i mean the the, uh the moment of truth you're only like six six weeks away something like that we're almost on judgment day here yeah um yeah no this weekend provides some uh some opportunities for some guys. Uh, so Michael Penix still, I believe the, the favorite based on odds and, and everything like that. Still number one for me. Um, Washington's kind of, kind of like your Eagles, right. Have kind of just been skidding by, um, close, close wins against, uh, you know, inferior opponents. Um, everyone's talking about, he's got USC this week in LA. Oh, you know, this is his another moment for him. Heisman moment. He's going to put up great numbers against, you know, that Trojans defense and yada, yada, yada. Yes, he should. But I, I actually look at it the opposite. I think this is probably this is this could potentially hurt his um, the Heisman narrative surrounding him, at least um, because everyone expects if he doesn't put up, what, 375 yards and account for at least four touchdowns against the, that Trojans defense. I think people are going to be like, what's wrong with Michael Penix? <laughs> You know what I mean? Which is crazy, but I really think that's how bad this USC defense is and has been all year, that if he doesn't put up ungodly numbers, they're going to be like, eh, kind of struggled against Stanford, you know, didn't do great against Arizona State, and then only put up 200 
55 yards on 70% completion percentage against USC if he does that and three touchdowns, right? Like, oh, bad game. Like, that's not a bad game. Yeah, heavy is the head that wears the crown, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It, this this Heisman battles, at the end of the day, it's still going to come down to conference championship weekend, right? Like, I, I think... Well, that's the interesting thing is you can you can't you can't separate yourself. <clears throat> the, well, the interesting thing is uh, you can cast your vote before the the conference championship game. That's dumb. You shouldn't do that. I don't, but you can. It's they give you this window in between because not every team, not every conference has a, has a conference championship. No, right? I got you, but you know, like you should want as much evidence as possible, and which I, is why which is why I say it shouldn't be a regular season award anyway. Like and let I, them let them play the playoff. I totally agree with you on on your first point. Um I and that's why I wait until conference championship week. Um would you rather it be after the national championship? Or do you think I mean like I you know like I don't Al- have I don't have a problem with it, a Lamar it, Jackson wouldn't have wouldn't have won right, it exactly, with, with it, right? You know. So I get I get the argument against it, but at the same time maybe he shouldn't have because he wasn't he didn't play in the biggest games, right? So Yeah, but that's not his fault. Like he's No, it's not his fault, but but like reward the guys that that have the best team. Um that that's where you're getting like the best team award, the best player on the best team award versus the best, you know, the most electric player in the country not electric but you know the i just say okay like lamar jackson could could conceivably still win it you know i'm saying the equivalent of lamar jackson in today's college football playoff world right yeah you're, you're talking about Jaden daniels right that, um sure yeah because for, for the most part i mean he actually has a opportunity he has a window to actually get to the right. championship game which is um, pretty crazy yeah, but okay. So let's say LSU loses to Alabama this weekend, though, and the championship run is out, right? So now he's not playing the college football playoff. He just plays a bowl game, right? But yeah, like let him. I mean, it's just one more reason to one more thing that might keep guys playing through the bowl games instead of saying, ah, I'm going to make a business decision and sit out for the draft, right? So, um, I mean, it's only for a few guys, but maybe guy, maybe. Maybe that quarterback's receiver will come out and help out his boy too, right? I don't know, but I I don't hate it. I don't I don't mind it. I just wish it was, hey, before conference championship week or after conference championship week because I think that muddies the waters a little bit. Because I'm almost positive some people do send it in before. Yeah. There's probably not a lot, but I'm sure there's some. You know, out of the seven hundred or yeah. however many. Media members, the same people that vote for the same political party every year, like no, nothing's gonna change my mind. Yeah. Um. Nah, I mean, I I get I get the argument on both sides. That's that's fair. But But yeah, uh, uh, you know, Jaden Daniels going to him, we we just talked about LSU at Bama. Um, he has a real opportunity. Uh, he he could be. Do we do we owe our buddy Parker an apology? We very well may. I mean, he was he was ahead of the curve. I didn't see the light at the end of the tunnel like Parker may have. Um, I definitely the way that defense was playing did not think uh, LSU would be in the spot where they're at, still having two losses. I stand by my take though. Like I said, yes, he. I said at the time he can get into the Heisman conversation, but he's not I was just valid saying, at this moment. At, yeah, yeah, he wasn't valid at that time. Two losses when a bunch of there's still a bunch of undefeated quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, we were at like, like week like five or six. Right, at that right. Point. Yeah. So yeah, we're, I mean we're we're a few more weeks in now, and and he's continued to play at a high level. So it's now it's now he's in the conversation. Yeah, I mean we know the numbers, right? Over 2,500 passing yards, 25 touchdowns through the air, just three interceptions. You want to talk about taking care of the ball? He's done that. 
uh, added five more scores on the ground. So 30 total touchdowns accounted for. Uh, just very, very uh, impactful. And what has happened to LSU defense? Like, does it, it used to just be. Yeah, I mean, it used to be, you know, well, wide receiver U, DB, wide, yeah. DBU, right, with the Honey Badger and Patrick Peterson and those guys as well. Um, they used to have stud linebacker. They were supposed to have a stud linebacker this year. I'm not sure. Um, obviously, hasn't <laughs> impacted the game too, too yeah, much. Yeah, you actually, yeah, you, 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 I remember you highlighted him for uh, week me. Week zero, before, yeah. Week, week zero for Florida State, and I. Um, first-round talent, yeah. Can't even remember his name at the moment, and I'm sure he still is a first-round talent. It's just, yeah. yeah. The scheme hasn't gone their way, but. Uh, injuries definitely haven't haven't helped them either. Uh, they're going to be banged up against at in Tuscaloosa this week. Uh, looks like they might be starting three true freshmen in the defensive backfield in Tuscaloosa. That I know Milrow has been up and down, but that just doesn't that scares me. No, and he and I mean and he does have a deep ball, and it's just right. Yeah, nope that doesn't seem that doesn't seem like it bodes well for LSU. And so now here we are. Talking about Alabama getting back into the college football playoff after we were sure they were out this time. Right? Yeah, coming off a bye, they literally do not have an injury to you know report. Uh, you know, arrows definitely ticking up right there. But Jaden Daniels has a opportunity to beat Nick Saban two years in a row, which almost no quarterback in college football ever has done. Drew Bledsoe, or not Drew Bledsoe, Drew Brees did it back at <laughs> Purdue way back in the day. Um, I think there may have been one other, but that that list is very very short. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if he does it, with, you know, again, shorthanded with an L, a shorthanded LSU team, right? So like you said, yeah, they're, I mean, they're down a D tackle too. Yeah, and, D tackle yeah. as well. I mean, that could certainly be talk about a Heisman moment going into Tuscaloosa, getting the win. You know, with a depleted defense that hasn't performed all year, because it sounds like he's going to have to score he, like a lot. Like it sounds like he's going to have to put up forty. Yeah. If this is twenty-four to twenty-one LSU, I don't know. That'd be shocking. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think that's going to happen. If LSU is going to be the one winning, so um, so you have Carson Beck on here too as a like he he's he kind of a dark horse candidate for you now or. Yeah, he's he's uh, gained some steam for me, uh, especially after Bowers went out with the injury, and he's just continued to uh, to put up numbers. He's in the um, he's in the same vein as like the Michigan quarterback who's getting more love, but I just like that the Wolverines haven't played anybody. Um, we'll see against Penn State, and obviously we'll see against Ohio State. Like the jury's still out. He's had a hell of a season so far, so. Um, He's he's in the running, but Carson Beck has has an opportunity this week against a ranked Missouri team. Um, he's been consistent, over 250 passing yards every game. Yes, he's played some bad he's played some bad teams as well. Georgia has as well, but uh, in the two games where it's like, all right, show me something. Uh, Kentucky earlier in the year, remember we were, we were talking about Kentucky maybe winning that game, right, right. because of uh, the the running game and how Georgia looked at that point. Carson Beck put and, up numbers and how Kentucky looked at that point right but. exactly and uh you know last week in the world's largest cocktail party against Florida put up numbers as well I mean two gotta have it games like show me what you got and again against Florida with with no Bowers um averaging what 74 point almost 75 completing almost 75 percent of his passes averaging over 350 yards through the air in those games Six touchdowns, just one interceptions. He's only thrown four picks all year, four turnovers. I mean, yeah, George, but Georgia's, Georgia's number two in the in the 
playoffs. And, Again, uh, you, you uh, I don't know. You you talk about best player on best team, though. Like, <laughs> he's surrounded by a lot of talent. Yeah, he lost Bowers, you know, but if you want to, like, really make it the most outstanding player that is um, not certain necessarily surrounded by the most talent, I'm, I'm kind of leaning more towards Penix or Jaden Daniels myself. No, no, I'm, he's definitely not one or two for me, but I'm just saying he's uh, he, he's definitely on my radar, and he, he's shown consistency yes he has talent but i think a big part of it is the bowers injury for me and him continuing to put up numbers all right do we dare still talk about colorado like i i'm not off the bandwagon but i might be off for this year because <laughs> it's starting things, to get it's starting to get a little it's distraction city over there yeah now. and it's starting like again you know like i just come back to like the energy that was around the program and it was like it was like you know Dion had found the cheat code and it was like it was just something that we hadn't seen before and now it's like eh, no he played a he played an overrated TCU team with a team that was highly motivated by an, an incredible motivational speaker right right um but then you know that you know they survived Colorado State and then they run into a another angry team that had much more talent than them and since then it's been all downhill right um, I don't know. Like, I'm not gonna. You know, I'm interested to see how many people are still in the stands for this Colorado I, game. Uh, you know, because uh, hosting Oregon State is like if you, if you are, if they are not packing the house again, like you fucking frauds. Yeah. <laughs> to, you know, what I, I just mean? listened to you for how you know the minute that you were just talking about this, and I am back on Colorado because this is exactly what Dion's gonna do. He's gonna. He's gonna let the noise in, and he's gonna. I think this is where they wake up. I, 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 I would, I would love to see it. Um, I think they, they, you know, bought into, they bought in a little bit too much about who they were, right? Like Dion had them, built them up, and then they plateaued, and they thought they were these great, you know, this great team that. I would, is, is going to go to a bowl right, and right. you know turn the program around in one year. And maybe think, they still will, right? And maybe they still will. I would, probably I, not going to a bowl at this point. Maybe, maybe. But I would, I would, I would just, I would hate to see it all unravel like a team that lost all that chemistry and everything like that. I, I hope, think, I hope they're still building something for next year because I, because yeah, I mean, again, how do you not? To me, how do you not root for Dion? The only, the only reason I would say is if he didn't. I, it seemed like he had an understanding of X's and O's, and I guess I'm starting to question it a little bit. But he he admitted himself that he has a lot to learn. Um, I don't know. That game against Stanford was what kind of like shook things for me a little bit. Not, not again, not like who he is as a person or anything like that, or as a as a mentor or anything like that, as a leader, as a motivational speaker, and anything like that. It made me question like tactically: is this Colorado program? you know where it needs to be uh i'm not off the bandwagon i'm still rooting for him i hope yeah me too um you know and i hope it's a big year for the transfer portal because he is a because as much of a because i like him because he's a player's coach and he lets him have fun but he's a hard ass and he's tough on him too um and i tell you how it is for sure and i think he walks that line well and i like that you know what i mean like you know it's instead of just being all hard ass all the time like nick saban right i would like to see a fun guy with a personality but also a guy that can be tough on him so i just hope dion does have the football acumen to make this happen and bring in some more people and some fucking linemen to make this happen you know so i'm still i'm still on colorado totally i just i have more questions you know by the week right sure sure um 
Okay, uh, on to a sport that I have lots of questions about. I make this joke, but honestly, I know basketball. I just don't, you know, enjoy it as much. <laughs> but uh, Celtics, man, they so they put up 155 on the Pacers, uh, what, two nights ago? Uh, last night, two nights ago? Yeah, yeah, I forget. Um, that's without their starters in the fourth quarter, by the way. Right. Um, and they just beat Washington, I think, by 20, but it wasn't that close. They were up by, like, 35, and, again, no starters in the fourth quarter. They played four games, um, 4-0. The Celtics, I, just the way they're gelling from the start is is something I didn't envision. Uh, with, the obviously, the additions of Kristaps and Drew Holiday, I thought it would take a little bit of time. And you talk uh, about notoriously slow, slow starters. The Celtics, like, aren't even anything until December a lot of times, right? Yeah, yeah, they they can definitely start slow. Um, last year, new coach as well. I think that played a part in it. Um, but just the fluidity of the offense again is is mind boggling to me. There. What do you think is the biggest? Um, I mean, because it sounds like there's been a change. Like, what is it? Is it uh, having a big that spaces the floor and Porzingis, or is it like what? Do Jason you th- Tatum improved a lot in the offseason, which I, really I didn't. I thought he would come back a little. He is finishing around the cup like that was, uh, that was his weakness. Like, he, but again, is, is the lane is the lane more open because I don't necessarily I, think so because um, you know when Rob was in there, sure, but you know Al was getting a lot of run last year, and Al does split you know space the floor. He's a, he's a, one of the best bigs from the corner in the game. Um, yes, Kristaps does help that a little bit for sure. But I think it's just him going back and improving that aspect of his game because um, Celtics fans know it, like layups and free throws. Like the, a lot of the games they lost last year in the past couple years, they literally miss uh, the Heat, you know, a good defensive team. Um, so frustrating to watch the amount of layups that were missed against the Heat, uh, not just in the postseason, the regular season, but. Uh, that goes with everybody. Their free throw shooting um, tends to to go down uh, when you need it the most. Sometimes, like so, Jalen Brown's like a eighty whatever percent free throw shooter. Um, I don't know if there's a Celtics fan that actually believes that number. You you talk about numbers don't lie. It seems like Jalen Brown misses like four out of every. No, I said throws. numbers do lie. Or so. numbers do lie. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Again, this is from Bird's Eye View. It's not like I watch every 80, all 82. Um, you know, I pick up the Celtics in the playoffs, basically. I guess I'll do it a little bit sooner this year. Um, but when it comes to Tatum especially, it's maybe this is something that you're seeing differently now. He, he a lot of times doesn't try to finish. He tries to draw the foul, which is, some, you know, I mean, it's one of the number one things I hate about basketball. Try to, try to finish and draw the foul, you know what I mean? But you should try to finish on every basket is the way I look at it. Trying to draw the foul only gets you, you know, out of favor with the officials anyway. Eventually, I mean, I don't know. Maybe not if you, maybe not if you're a star, but I don't. You know, just like I don't believe in flopping, I don't believe in trying to draw the foul. Try to score. You know what I mean? And I think like, he's gotten like um, it, we all always. Do you think that's a fair criticism of of Tatum though? Uh he he complains a lot. No, no, not, not complains. I'm saying like mid play is. Is more uh, is more going in to draw a foul than he is trying to. Uh, I'm saying in the past, and, and I'm saying I'm asking okay, you: Do you think it's better? Is, and, is that okay. what's changed? Okay, maybe. Um, 
it doesn't early, very early in the year, right? Small sample size. Well, and they haven't played anybody yet, right? So, uh, yeah. I mean, well, they played the Heat. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, small sample size. But it does seem like he's just looking to finish through contact right now. Uh, I think that was improved last year. I think at, earlier in his career, it was definitely that. And I think part of that was his body as well. Um, we talk about Giannis's, you know, transformation uh, from his rookie year to to what he is now, the Greek freak. Uh, Jason Tatum was this tall, lengthy, kind of, you know, not as scrawny as Kevin Durant, but not much m- more muscle on him than that. And, I mean, he was 19, right? 18, 19 years old when he entered the league. So, you know, his body wasn't fully developed, but he, like, he can finish through contact now. He is not afraid to drive the lane and, uh, you know, go up and go up against a big. And um, he's put on a lot of muscle, and I think that's that's a big part of it. Um, Jalen Brown, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if he's, he's got that left hand. I was going to ask you, does he have a left hand? I, I haven't seen a lot of it yet. I did see a lot of threes go into the basket, uh, you know, go into the hoop. He was 8 of 12 or 13 uh against the i think that was against the wizards i'm you know i just these uh these three-point barrages are just so so constant early in the year it's i'm I'm mixing up my games it might have been it might have been against the pacers the other night but uh yeah they look they look good your 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 analysis is full suck yeah yeah (laughs) yeah seriously yeah i uh i introduced tory to uh to to Isianos, uh, Isiano, Isianos NBA. Uh, yeah, if you don't, if you don't know him on Twitter, you <laughs> you just have to. Uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners do. Was, uh, yeah, uh, so give give him a follow because we follow him now, and we only yeah. So you can go search our followers. It's like there's only like Celtics Twitter is a weird weird place, man. You're, I'm gonna uh, introduce you to it through throughout the year slowly because <laughs> uh, you can't just dive right in. Uh, you, Giannis is a very good place to start. Let me just rifle off a few uh, of, read a few of his tweets here. Um, so against the Pacers, what has happened if NBA Celtics is due 200 point on garbage Pacer? <laughs> uh, hi, pa- hi at Pacers, it's Giannis. Why you are bother, big garbage. Thank you, is Giannis. <laughs> uh, he, you know, as a as a true bleed green Celtics guy, uh, he was watching the Lakers on opening night, uh, and he he rifled off this one. Hi at Lakers, Isianos. I see your I see you are getting the early start on suck for year. Thank you, Isianos. <laughs> Dude, when you showed me these, the, the, these are still funny to me. But when you showed me before, I was literally crying. <laughs> so yeah, so that's. Like you said, you're introducing me to NBA Twitter, so this is good. Um, <laughs> so moving on to the other big thing in the NBA, James Harden uh, to the Clippers. As I, I don't, I don't care what the deal is. Um, you know, you said the Clippers didn't uh, didn't have to give up a boatload to get him. I I will not back down from this take. I would not traded. Um, you know a $50 gift certificate to Chipotle for James Harden. So, um, yeah, I'm sorry. Clippers, you dumb bitches. Like how many times do you need to see this guy wreck a team before you just say enough is enough? 
You unless you are a team like the Rockets, like the Rockets made sense to me because it's like, oh, you need somebody that'll put that'll put asses in seats because you suck, right? I just I don't understand. If you have cha- championship aspirations, what are you possibly thinking bringing James Harden into your organization? Yeah, I feel really bad for Ty Lue. Um, oh God, I didn't. Wow. Yeah. Right. Tough day for him. Uh, he's going to be fired because of James Harden in the near future. Dude, the, just the people that the he's Suns, had to deal with, and the <laughs> Suns, the Suns wanted him. They wanted to. They wanted to hire him as as their coach, but he's still the. I don't know if he was interested or not, but um, it's still under contract with the Clippers, so obviously that wasn't an option. Uh, Suns got Frank Vogel, who's a good uh, good defensive mind in the basketball world. I think he's a good coach. Um, won a fraudulent bubble championship, but that's neither here nor there. No, nah, I disagree. Man, making me defend LeBron. Why do you have to do that? It's but not, uh, that's not that's not why we're here. We're 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 here to talk about James Harden, and uh, yeah, you know the the high character guy that James Harden is uh, got in front of a microphone yesterday and uh, talked to the the beautiful Los Angeles media, and he said, uh, you know, he said, "quote I am not a system player. I am a system." That's deep, James. Yeah. What is? I wonder what that means. <laughs> um. You want to you break down <laughs> what, what system means? Oh, my God. Uh, well, so I'll give you the definition of system. It is So uh, it's a noun, and it is a set of things working together as parts of a mechanism or an interconnecting network. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, things working together and uh, an interconnecting network. That that's that, James has a part. Harden, Harden really uh, brings, brings that to mind, right? Um, so he's his own system. So like he, what, what is, so by his his whole quote alludes to the fact that he's not a system because he says I'm not a system player. I am a system. He's so, the he's the whole system. He's the whole he's the whole organization, man. He's like uh, Jane Lynch in Grown Ups. He's like I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm the point guard. I'm the, I'm, the <laughs> I'm the center. I'm the two forwards, and I'm the other guard. I'm yeah. the coach. I'm the whole organization. James Harden's a system. He his system is is sucking in the playoffs. That's his system. Oh, that's the system. Yeah, twenty two percent career three point percentage in in game sevens. Ooh, man, it's almost like I just said something about three pointers in the playoffs. <laughs> lower lower scoring to- totals, higher uptick in and turnovers per game in game sevens. So it's almost like he's not good against better competition. Hmm, chin scratch. Um, well, I'll tell you what the system isn't. It's not Nutra system. Because he is, uh, you know, I, I'm not exactly spelt these days, but I'm not a professional athlete. So uh, <laughs> just saying. Um, is the system being a coach killer? It is, oh. uh, apparently, because uh, Coach McHale says he ran him out of Houston back in the day, and uh, Doc believes that he ran him out of Philly. And uh, I think he did run both of them out as well. I think the system is Firefox. I think that's I think that's the system that he is. I think he is system error. He is <laughs> systemic failure. I think that's I think that's what we're gonna get out of out of James Harden. So listen, I will so I will congrats on being the system, James. Yeah, I will and congrats to the Clippers for for having a system, I guess. Uh, they have a system in place. Um, you get what you deserve. I will die on this hill. You get what you deserve when you trade for James Harden. Um Oh, Mike, you got anything on Wemby and Scoot? I mean, they're you know they're, they're really the only two guys we expected to be impact players this year, right? Like, 
Yeah, I mean, Wemby's uh, he's, he's kind of doing his thing offensively. Um, still not very e- efficient from three. I think that'll come. Uh, you see that a lot with rookies. Um, not afraid to shoot, not afraid to, to get in the mix. Um, the physicality of the game, I think, is is something different that um, is a little interesting because he did play in Europe, which is more physical. He's not going up with, with two hands on rebounds. It's a small thing, but um, something that his rebound numbers aren't great, and uh, I'm sure Pop is probably nice. ripping out his three hairs that he has every time he watches. Well, dude, he's 180 pounds. He's got to protect his rib cage. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, and you, I mean, and he's going to lift weights. Isn't that going to mess up his outside shot if he, you know, if he if the three pointer is going to come? I don't know. Durant, yeah, Jason, Jason Durant, Tatum tends to not think so. I mean, he's, he's he's pretty jacked now. His three is looking looking pretty good. Yeah, it's two different schools of thought, I guess, because there's the Durant school of thought because he's clearly never lifted a weight in his life. But yeah, uh, Scoot inefficient so far. Um, seems to have a good, you know, the game doesn't seem too fast for him. I've actually watched a few Pacer, uh, Pacers, uh, Blazers games. Um, he seems like up to speed, which is kind of the narrative going in is like he'll be NBA speed ready. Like the game won't be too fast. It won't be too physical for him. It'll be more of the the getting the shot down and, and you know, finding your timing type of thing. Uh, one, Asar Thompson for the, the Pistons has actually really impressed me. Again, kind of like Scoot hasn't, he, I think he's averaging like 10 points a game uh, inefficiently. But he's rebounding the ball. He's been a pest defensively. The Pistons are fun. They're they're really young, like really young. James Duran, uh, their center, who was a, a lottery pick last year. He was the number one guy out of Memphis, and I think I believe he was the guy that didn't play for Memphis because of uh, NCAA. You know, oh, okay. whether he was being paid or I'm not sure if it was a, a grade scandal, whatever it was. Um, didn't have a great le- rookie year last year. He's really impressed this year as well. Cade Cunningham. <clears throat> Pistons are the youngest team in the NBA, and they're they're fun. They're they're not playing a lot of defense, and they're turning the ball over a lot. But um, Monty Williams, the coach, you know, good basketball mind. I don't expect him to make the playoffs, but they're they're a fun team to watch. They're my they're my league pass team right now. On on the rise, arrow pointing up. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um... And uh, we'll do our baseball minute. So, hey, the Rangers won the World Series. Listen, I, we'll, even even if Mike says he's not going to, I'm going to watch some baseball next year, and our an- analysis will be better. But I'll try to. But I, we, I, I can't promise that. Did you, did you play high school baseball? No, I stopped after oh, middle school. Okay. I, I, like that was the the sport I was willing to sacrifice. Yeah. Because I needed a job, type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, um, I, I want to play football. I want to play basketball. I, I sacrifice. I mean, again, I should have played lacrosse in in retrospect. Yeah, you should have. But like it would have been a good like defender. Yeah, exactly. Lacrosse would have been my long thing. pole. Like, totally, and just and beat people up. I mean, yeah. and it's basically enforcer. Exactly, like because defenseman in hockey would also be my my jam. Just be a defensive defenseman. Just get the fuck away from my goalie. Like, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, back to a so, different but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sport, so, baseball. So yeah, so yeah. Well, baseball was what I sacrificed to be a wrestler at Mount Anthony. So that's like. It was like an unspoken thing. Like, yeah, you don't you don't play a spring sport. Like, it, it, it was it was almost unheard of to play a fall sport. But you know, but I played football because I was like, nah, like I love I love football. I'm playing. I don't care. Um, 
and then I just came into wrestling season really out of shape. And then just like it really takes like eight weeks to get into wrestling shape, you know. So baseball, our our relationship with baseball has been, uh, you know, I played de- freshman year before I transferred. Has been here. developed for for many years. So the fact that we're neglecting it shouldn't necessarily come as a surprise. But it's, here we are talking about. Yeah, it. it's also a very regional sport as far as fan bases go, right? So if the Red Sox have been irrelevant for two months, you can't really blame us, you know, like. Yeah, but with that said, I did uh, live for a uh, four-minute walk, I believe it was, from uh, Chase Field, you know, where the where the Diamondbacks play uh, when I was out in Arizona. Um, tuned the game on last night. It, honestly, the only game that I watched. I, I watched from, like, the fifth inning to the, to the end. Um, it was weird to see that place full because when I went in, in what was that, 2016, uh, when I was out in Arizona, I went. I went to three or four games, and uh, Diamond, Diamondbacks were not good. Dark times for the Diamondbacks. And uh, you know how they have the retractable roof. Obviously, it was closed in the in the summer because it was you know 117 degrees or whatever it was. So there was probably <laughs> nine thousand total people <laughs> in the stadium. It was against the Mets. I, I remember it vividly. It was right after Bartolo Colon actually hit hit his home run like his first home run, like the week prior. Um, probably 7,000 of those fans were Mets fans from the East Coast. You know, it's a... I don't know why. I just had like a, a my brain synapse fired when I thought of Bartolo Colon. Do you remember for the Red Sox, a guy that they called El Guapo? Yes. Rich Garces, right? Okay. I, I didn't know if I was too old because here's another thing. This is how old I am. You talked about being able to walk to Chase Field. And so when I was in middle school in Florida... We were right down the road, probably about a five-minute, ten-minute walk from the Cardinals and the Expos spring training facility. And this is when McGuire was on the Cardinals and everything. So um, I did get to see like him have one spring training at bat uh, when I was a kid. And then it was the Jupiter Hammerheads played there during, you know, once it was actual okay, baseball yeah, season. Yeah. But but those were actually more fun because you can get like right down there in the front row, right? And you, and you actually get to know who minor the players league are baseball is awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but back to the the pros, um, <laughs> I, man, I feel bad for Zach Gallen. Uh, like I said, I tuned in around the fourth, fifth inning, and I was like, "Oh, this guy's pitching well." And then uh, I hear at the end of the sixth, I was like, "Oh," and then I see zeros, and he's like, "He has a no hitter going through six, seventh inning." Uh, Corey Seager comes to the plate. I think it's like a two-two count. Seager just dinks one off the end of his bat. Um, you know, the, the shift is on. And he just dribbles it barely into left field. And then the, the floodgates open. Uh, hard hit, I think, to right center in the following at bat. Uh, and then an RBI sing, uh, double. or It was a double in the next at bat, an RBI single. And then, uh, you know, Gallon got pulled shortly after. So, uh, you know, kept his, kept his guys in it. Avaldi on the other, on the other side, it was, it was crazy. Avaldi... Worked out of a bases loaded jam in the fifth. There was a running runner in scoring position for the Diamondbacks in the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth inning, and he didn't allow a run. Wow. Yeah, that's um, t- some guys just have it in the biggest moments, and and almost like apparently need to put themselves in that position to even to even do it right. To find it within but, themselves. Yeah. But then, but then, just like yeah, but then just like you know gigantic balls to get out of all these tough situations 
Um, and yeah, just Red Sox fans, all of us just crying in our Cheerios because I mean, he, I mean, it was him that won us a world series. You know, it was you know his effort on the mound that won us a world series one year and he Pro- got, probably tore up his arm that year. You know, <laughs> you know, he got hit history. with that. He got hit with that loss in the like eight, like the 18 inning game or whatever it yes, was in the world. That's series. right. That's and right. That's kind of been his narrative ever since is like, you know, like doesn't necessarily like he del- he played he pitched so well that that game and there was just no run support and it was kind of teetering on that same thing uh last night so it was interesting that they pulled it out and he gets his fifth win of the the postseason uh guess how many people are on that list have five wins in one postseason so, well i already know it's it's only him but i didn't know that until last night yeah that's um, yeah the only guy to, to have five five wins in an mlb postseason so and- what a way to uh you know change that narrative which was an undeserving narrative to begin with that you know he didn't deliver in in the playoffs yeah i mean what was it? did he pitch did he pitch 10 innings that night I think it was like six or seven in relief. Uh, or is that what it was? I, but I, it, but it was maybe on like two days rest or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it was on short rest, yeah, <sighs> if, I, if I'm remembering correctly. But it was a crazy long game, and I and it, I, I could have sworn. I thought he pitched like nine nine or ten innings or something like that, which ten innings would be absolutely unheard of. In, yeah, he's in not Scott Young. Come on. Yeah, I know. Um, or even Nolan Ryan, yeah. right? Um, but to that point, first, uh, you know, uh, even all those years with Nolan Ryan, this is the first uh, first World Series in Rangers history. Um, oh yeah, I left out just another funny one. Um, you know, as far as stats go, uh, Will Smith, left-handed reliever for the Rangers, this is his third World Series title in three years on his third different team, and uh, he is also on a list of one. That's he's the first guy to ever ever do that. That all he does is win. I'm not sure if he's on a one-year contract. If he is. Uh, his he just got a pay bump for whatever he right, next. Right. exactly yeah like you're, you're my lucky charm yeah <laughs> um yeah and then just lastly i mean chris young like that's a, you don't see this a lot right like a a guy that uh played grew up in the area played for his hometown team and then becomes the gm of that team um it's starting to become a little bit more throughout sports players are starting to become gms and at a higher capacity, I would say James Jones is the is the Suns GM now. Uh, I think Landry Fields is for the for the Hawks as well. But you don't really see the hometown kid do that and to deliver that first championship. I mean that I'm sure that's very special for him. It's just a cool moment in general. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, for anybody that gets to win with their with their childhood favorite team, right? Which uh, all right. Well, speaking of, let's move on to history and holidays. Uh, as we always say, every day is an important day in history. Uh, we did finally just have a holiday after a long stretch without any real ones because fuck Christopher Columbus. Um, I guess we, we, we'll make it. We, you know, it's Indigenous Peoples Day, right? But we had a long stretch without any real holidays, yeah, right? for sure. Um, but every day is a holiday. You got to celebrate every day. Um, so, you know, we were just talking about, like, you know, growing up, our favorite teams and everything. So November 3rd, uh, so uh, Friday, November 3rd, is National Jersey Day. So, uh, Mike, do you, do you have uh, favorite jerseys that you wore growing up as a kid? Uh, all these Boston sports. You, I mean, you were so fucking spoiled, so you must have you must have had a few in the closet, right? You know what I regret? Never had a Tom Brady jersey. Really? Never did it. How did that? How does that even happen? I don't know. My favorite jersey is actually um, uh, the you know Vince Carter Raptors purple. You know. <laughs> 
I wore that to a couple college parties. <laughs> Fair. I mean, yeah, Vince Carter at his height, I guess that's... I mean, he's... You know, the the one with the dinosaur. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, I got you. And that's, I mean, but I'm just thinking like, you know, like maybe top three dunker of all time, right? Oh, like, yeah. Probably best in-game dunker ever, I would think? say. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you jumped over somebody in the Olympics. I mean, you can't get much better than that. That Talk about patriotic. <laughs> yeah, America. Um, what about you? It, you know, funny. I, I I was never a big Jersey guy. I, I had a few. As, I could see as a that. Kid. I could see that. Uh, well, no, because because for some reason I learned at a young age that guys don't stay with their team very long. I guess it's because I grew up at the beginning of the free agency era in football. You know, That's so I was funny. like, and then I don't know. And I guess my dad just being a jaded asshole, I was like, ah, he won't be on the same. You know, he'll he'll get traded out in a year or whatever. You know, I wasn't <laughs> so. I wasn't m- much of a like like my home teams like uh like i got a julian edelman jersey that i'll still wear from time to time but i'm more of like the vintage like i have a yukon kemba walker jersey like those type of jerseys okay okay which paying homage more so yeah 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 a a connoisseur of history is more like sports history fair enough um well speaking of we didn't even mention that that uh bob knight died yeah, rest in um, peace. Uh, yeah, rest in peace, Bob Knight. Man, they had some shit going. I, I didn't even realize until I, I think I knew this at one time. But yeah, he was Mike Shashevsky's coach. Yeah, at Army. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even, like. They had something going on at Army. Like he I was. Mean, he was twenty four when he took that job at Army, which yeah. I don't even understand how that happens. Dude, I saw it on Wikipedia. Like, like, like just super young, and then Mike Shashevsky as a player, especially at a place like Army too. It's like, I don't know. Um, well, no, I, I feel like you would want a more uh, seasoned voice leading, uh, you know, those types of of players. I, I don't know. I, well, I'm sure well, they, I'm sure they respected him. I'm not. I'm well, because he served in the army himself, so I think that that's uh, part of it. Is he he knew how to be a dick with, in the way that army guys, you know, army officer candidates. Oh, he did. I, yes, yeah, I didn't know that. Okay. Um. So that's that's probably why gotcha. actually. Um. And that's yeah. It's probably you know why where he got his charm from that makes more Um, sense yeah um but yeah rest in peace bobby knight um but anyway going back to the jersey thing though um so i you know and i did have one vintage actually i still have it um oh yeah i forgot i I do have a curtis martin jersey hell yeah it doesn't say martin but it's patriots 28 it's probably knockoff i don't know but it's a patriots you know number 28 jersey so curtis martin yeah it could be um, a cory dylan like <laughs> no i don't know because it was it, it was yeah, even I, before that no, yeah I know, I know. um but i have randall cunningham eagles i did have a McNabb one i was gonna i was gonna peg you for a warren moon guy no, 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 no. I, I mean, could have been if I had been if I had been a Jersey kid. Then yeah, like I think like Warren Moon would have been one. Um, oh man, in those days, uh, and I did have a Brian Westbrook Eagles jersey. Oh yeah, and I these are, those are the only ones 36? I can remember. Thirty six, yes sir. Um, but like if I were gonna have one, I mean I've already kind of given you this list, but yeah, it would have been Allstott, Tillman, guys like that. I yeah. mean Tillman legit, like legit was one of my favorite players and like it was like it was crazy when when he left the NFL. Like I was one of those people like what the fuck is going on, you know? Cuz he was just like cuz he was just a psycho on the field. Like he just obviously my kind of guy, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um and very intelligent guy, you know, uh, just a different kind of cat, you know what I mean? Like I I like to think that I would be like Pat Tillman, you know what I mean? Like but I, you know, just not nearly as cool or badass or heroic in any way, but you know. Not not many people are and that's why But I like to think, you know, like I was like a intellectual jock is I guess yeah. the way I'm trying to say that, you know. Um 
yeah, that, that's 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 the only way I'm trying to make that comparison. So I kind of tried to be like that myself. But anyway, um, also on November 3rd, this is why we're the good guys, Mike. Soviets launch a fucking dog into space. They found a, a husky named uh, Laika on the street, and they launched her into space. The fucking dog died. Um, so fuck the Soviet Union. Dude, like, I, I hate... If, if that's what you got to do to win the space race, the price is too high. Fuck One, you. I hate the Soviet Union. Two, I hate how a lot of foreign countries handle animals in general, dude. Like, I, when I went to Costa Rica uh, last winter, there were stray dogs everywhere, and it was so sad. It's just so sad. It, it really is, man. Like, and there's just, I don't know. Yeah, every once in a while, there'd be like, like in Afghanistan, there'd be stray dogs, and like, I don't know. It's not a, like you can't have a fucking pet in Afghanistan, but it's right. fucking, it's heartbreaking, you know. Um, so yeah, fuck the Soviet Union and uh, along that same vein. So this date in 1979, like if this is one of those, like who the fuck do you root for? And I, I guess I have my answer. I know who I'd be rooting for in this one, but it's a tough one. Five. So the Klansmen killed five communists in Green, Greensboro. Um, bunch of communists were protesting, talking shit to Klansmen. I don't know what happened, but I mean, this is a, this is a tough one. Like again, I, you know, Klansmen are worse than communists for sure, but they're both pretty fucking bad. Um, yeah, I'd say Klansmen are definitely, definitely, definitely worse. Klansmen are worse. I mean, I, I guess you know we're not because your average communist isn't Joseph Stalin, right? Right. I mean, you know, if we, so, if we were talking about Stalin and Klansmen, I think we have a debate, right? But anyway, um, so it's uh, I, I don't know. I, I just I was trying to think of like other other comparisons. Like you know, watching watching Klansmen fight communists, like it, to me, I don't know. It's like watching Mariah Carey fight Ellen DeGeneres. Got like, that like because because basically, if we're watching the fight and we're not involved, we win. You know, like we win just because they're because they're killing each other, right? Um, Bieber versus Kanye. I think that right. would be. I, I I'm on board with this one. Um, to to bring it back to sports, James Harden versus Kyrie Irving. I would love to watch them that, kill each other. That sounds like a cage match that you would pay money for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and they wouldn't be any good. They're both pussies. I know that much. But anyway, um, to get off of the, you know, just to to think outside the box, McDonald's versus Burger King. Fuck both of you. Um, by the way, so yeah, like I'm going through, uh, I'm going through it this week. You know, with my wife out of town. Basically, getting a glimpse into what divorce would be like, because um, she's out in Las Vegas, and um, boy, that sounds bad. Like yeah, she's she, having fun. Yeah. I think she's getting a glimpse as well. Yeah. Um, no. As yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, she's not having any fun. I assure you, because she's out there for work. But um, <laughs> we don't even like Vegas anymore. Like we like we we much we would much rather go somewhere else. Like. Like I considered, I was like, maybe I can take a couple of days off and go out there and spend time with her. Right. And I was like, and it was like, I don't want to. <laughs> you know? Well, no, because she's going to be working so much right, anyway. Right. You know, no, like I'm not being just because this is a sports show. I'm not the typical guy that hates his wife. I really don't. She's cool. Um, so I've actually uh, received feedback about uh, people have enjoyed how much you praise Casey. Oh, so. well, that's they're like. He seems like a good guy. I'm like, ah, you haven't, you don't spend a <laughs> yeah, lot of time yeah, yeah, around yeah, him. Yeah, you don't really don't know him, man. Yeah, <laughs> um, but no. So anyway, but my McDonald's story. So so last night, my first night without her, didn't have a plan for dinner because life just falls apart without her. 
And so I went to fucking McDonald's and was like, you know what? I haven't had a burger from McDonald's in a really long time. And like, I don't know what possessed me to say I was going to do it. I got a double quarter pounder. And like, I mean, ne- never mind where you have to be in life to, to, to go to McDonald's sober. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but just, you know. I'm just I'm fucking tired and and I didn't want to cook anything hey man, and, as, and nothing's fucking open here. Nothing's open. Nothing is open here past eleven o'clock except McDonald's. That is that is the reality in Bennington and I really wish it would change. Um, I seriously think the next closest thing would be Cumbies down in North Adams. Like that's ridiculous. So, um, anyway. It was the most disgusting thing. Like I, I can't fathom that it can't be the same recipe that I enjoyed as a kid because I did like McDonald's burgers. I mean, everybody liked McDonald's burgers as a kid, right? Yeah, and I'm, I, I'm not a good uh, judge for this. People that grew up around me know that I, I grew up on McDonald's and and fast food in general. Um, well, I did too. I don't, I don't pretend I'm above it. You know, what no, I mean? no, like, but. Uh, also somebody that, that works late nights, I do tend to, uh, go through the drive through every now and again, you, so. but it's only cause you don't have other options. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't know what, I doubt Chipotle is going to, maybe Burger King will be up, but even Burger King's better, but I think Burger King is better than McDonald's, but. So that's who you'd, you'd, you'd back in this, in this. I guess, but, but I want to see them both do damage to each other. You know what I'm saying? Um, I want the, I want the, uh, the Burger King to play the or to be singing like the Whopper Whopper jingle, you know the the catchy commercial. Oh, yeah, man. But the uh, you, no, you know what? I hate that fucking theme song. So I might because it gets it, it's stupid and it gets caught in your head. Ronald McDonald. Ver- but now I'm actually visualizing it. I wasn't visualizing that first. Ronald McDonald versus Burger King. That's kind of scary. Creepy. Yeah. No, it's like it's a creep fest. Yeah. Like those are both really creepy mascots. So like, yeah, I, I hope they kill each other. Definitely. Um, but yeah, my point, my point with that was like, like I, I took one bite of the burger and I, I have a strong stomach and I almost vomited. No joke. Like I almost puked in my car. I was like, this is, I was, I think I hit rock bottom last night is what happened, you know, like, cause I don't drink. So I, I think, I think I hit rock bottom. I mean, don't I see more chipper today? I kind of, I bounced back. I hit rock bottom and I bounced back. I'm I'm here for the, for the Tory progression now. Yeah. Well, yeah, dude. Again, we've we've discussed this at length. You have to spend way too much time with me. Um. Anyway, other other uh, you know, horrible versus horrible matchups: Bill Gates and Steve Jobs. Right. Um. You know. You know. Now that Steve Jobs is gone, but you know, basically these are all like you know, like if Celebrity Deathmatch was still around. You remember Celebrity Deathmatch from MTV? Uh, I never watched it, but I, uh, you know, I heard about it. So. Um, it's like, like what's a famous one? So, uh, so like, uh, I think NSYNC versus Backstreet Boys would be a good one from that time frame, which is which you know, fourteen year old Tori would love to see that one. How how did they get them all like together? Wait, what? What do you mean? Wait, like in the like <laughs> they like wrestled or something, right? Dude, it was it was claymation. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> No, no, it wasn't real. Well, I didn't think like, like they, it was no, like I like, thought it was like W, like script, not like WWE, but like you know what I mean, like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I need. I'm gonna have to show you a YouTube clip. No, man, it was, it was claymation, and like people died in claymation. It was an MTV. It was, 
It was back when MTV, like, it was when MTV went away from music videos, you know, and now now MTV doesn't just do any ridiculousness. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. It's what it kind of, but but Celebrity Deathmatch was good because it was just it, we just got to watch celebrities kill each other, and and I'm gonna have to watch that. That's yeah. just quality TV in the in the late '90s, early 2000s. <laughs> How'd they get them together? I don't fucking know. They they they, they animated them. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That might be the best. That might be the best age disparity thing that we've ever we've discovered, and we just stumbled upon it. That's great. Um, all right, let me redeem myself. Let me let me give you one. Antonio Brown versus child support. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't make sense though. Child support's good. That one doesn't work. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just thinking about Antonio Brown battling child support and getting arre- <laughs> getting arrested over it and then tweeting no, about it. No, that's just an epic battle. But we but we have a clear uh, good guy to root for. Yeah, go one. child support. Yeah, right. go, go child support for sure. I'm on your side. Uh, wow! Don't you ever forget it. That that was that was an epic derail of ours for sure. Oh, uh, what are we on? We're still on November third. We gotta fucking wrap this thing up, dude. I'm tired. Um, 1998, Jesse the Body Ventura, elected governor of Minnesota. I don't. That was before Arnold in California, right? I think Arnold was like late night. It might have even been two, two thousand, early two thousand. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, Jesse Ventura was first. Um, Mike, you're gonna you're gonna have to take me through this one. November four. We're on to November four. Saturday, National Chicken Lady Day. What is what's going on here? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, so this woman, uh, I read into it a little bit more, um, businesswoman, motivational speaker, uh, spoke with George W. Bush, uh, went to the white house. Um, George W. Bush listened to her. Uh, her name is Dr. Tina Dupree. And, uh, after talking to her, he, George W. Bush declared the next day, chicken lady day. Um, she, I guess she worked like for a dozen years as like a marketer for um, suspiciously, they wouldn't name the restaurant. I, I did a dive. They would just refer to it as the second largest chicken restaurant chain in the world. I don't know if that's Chick-fil-A. I don't know if that's KFC. I don't know if that's Popeye's. I don't know. Probably not like Wingstop or something like that. I even went on her LinkedIn. I couldn't figure it out. Um, it just paints a funny picture in my head that, you know, this uh, established what it, woman is you know championing her causes mr, mr. And, president what, do you, what, how, what how do you want to honor this woman what do you want to call the day uh you that's know, the, the chicken lady you, you know the chicken lady yeah <laughs> i don't know it just that just seems funny to me I, yeah it, okay now it kind of makes sense to me yeah it's like it's like it's just it, it was just like word vomit that came out of like, George yeah, the Bush's chicken lady mouth. was here yesterday. That's on her. Um, and, and 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 she was forever immortalized as the chicken lady, even though she mysteriously is not. Yeah, she doesn't want it public about which chicken company she repped back in the day. But more power to her, I guess. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, again, I wouldn't want to be associated with fast food either. So, um, nineteen fourteen. Um, California reinstated boxing after a 10-year ban. Like, I, this is just a, what the fuck? Like, I, I, I don't know why boxing was banned. I mean, in the early 1900s. Somebody definitely had to die, right? I mean, probably. I, I don't know. I, 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 at one time, there was like a, 
over a hundred round boxing match and it was bare knuckle and everything. Look, if you want to put gloves on and all that stuff, cool. But like, and, and you want to only go 12 rounds. That's cool. Sounds like but a prison riot. Like, hundred. <laughs> you say a hundred people. No, hundred rounds. Oh, 100 Two rounds. guys went for a hundred rounds, and I'm obvi- obviously they were probably just like you know leaning on each other by the yeah, end of it. Yeah. But um, it might not be. It was in like at least the upper eighties or something, though. Um, but yeah, just it, Jesus Christ, to- toxic masculinity was already like being talked about in the early nineteen hundreds. Is that is that what we're saying here? Like that you can't. I, I, I'm sorry. Like. It, Again, I, I think again. I, I don't. I don't bash my wife. I don't think I'm a toxic male. But a lot of things that people like to, you know, refer to as toxic masculinity, it just turns out are just masculinity. Not you know what? Not even masculinity. They're just qualities of competitive, tough people. Like I'm kind of. I'm. I'm honestly. I'm pretty tired of it. Everything being labeled as toxic. If if you're competitive, if you're if you push yourself, you know what I mean. It's all toxic masculinity. Shut the fuck up. Like, you know what? If it's all toxic masculinity, like, okay, well, you better get rid of Navy SEALs and and Tom Brady, for that matter, Michael Jordan. I like, like uh, I like Navy SEALs. I like Tom Brady, and I like Michael Jordan. Yeah. There, I t- said it. And I'm telling you right now, they are, it, by that definition, they are toxic masculine. Guess what? You need some crazy motherfuckers, because all, all three of those, they're crazy. That's why, they, that's why they're great at what they do. You yeah, know what no, I mean? Like we Tom, would all we would all be so lucky to be as crazy as Tom Brady. And but. Tom Brady is the the as you were going through that rant, that's exactly who popped in my head. You know, um, and he's probably not the first person that you think of when you think of masculinity, right? But he is. I, I agree. No, because like yeah, like his relationship with his son and everything like that, right? But like no, but he's a fucking psycho. Like he's fucked up. That's why he is the way he is. Like it it, it drives him to be great. Very you know? good at football. Yeah. So and and he's going to be great at whatever else he does. And I didn't think he would be good in the booth. So I'm kind of glad that didn't happen. But I bet he would have figured it out eventually. Yeah. He would like he wouldn't have been. Would have like, been a little corny for me, I think. But. Yeah, but he would have gotten better. Whereas Romo has just steadily gotten worse. So yeah, Romo lost his fastball once he didn't know the plays. Once yeah, once he once he wasn't like you know you know a few steps removed from the league, right? Um. So whatever, fuck you, California. For like, seriously, how is that state in debt? I just like this is a completely side rant, but it's like, how, how is that date so that state so far in debt? It's fucking beautiful there. Everywhere you go, how do you fuck that up? Never been to California. How do you fuck that up? I don't get it. Like, so California government, you suck. I mean, generally government, you suck. Period. But California, I don't know how you fuck it up. It's ridiculous. Um, speaking of government. Obama elected in 2008 on November 4th. Hey, that's uh, that's a great day. Um, cool day in history. And uh, quite frankly, I think of the South Park episode, and I, I, like, I almost want it, that to have been what actually played out. Are you familiar at all? No. So, um, well, you remember Ocean's Eleven, right? Yeah, yeah. So it basically was the plot of that. Like, the, they, they, they won the election, and McCain was, like, his, his buddy. And they rigged it so that they would be able to get into the White House and use tunnels in the White House to steal the Hope Diamond from the Smithsonian or some shit. Nice. I mean, it's it's South Park, you know, it's yeah. South Park ridiculousness. But um, but that's what I think of sometimes when I think of Obama winning the election. I guess. Um, but <laughs> it's probably not the only thing I should think. Of. I, again, great great day in history. Um, I think some people thought that a lot of our problems were over <laughs> at that point, and that obviously proved to not be the case. But 
At least it was a step in the right direction, right? Um, regardless of what you think of his politics. Uh, all right. Uh, November 5th. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Um, <laughs> I didn't put that one on here, but the, the gunpowder plot of 1605, a assassination plot in England, um, was, a, was a pretty big one. Um, it's what he's referring to in V for Vendetta. So hmm. um, are you familiar with that movie? Haven't seen it. Natalie Portman, which, fun fact, she and I have the same exact birthday. We're the, wow. same, we're the same exact age. So I have a conversation starter if I ever did want to talk to Natalie Portman. Um, yeah. But again, bring her on the pod. Was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure we can make it happen. Right. So, yeah, yeah, I'm sure she would love to be on a sports podcast. I mean, I had a crush on her when she was in the professional and she was like 13. But that's when I was 13. You were 13. So, you know it what I mean? So all that works was a, out. So that was OK. And then I was a star never going to be creepy no matter when you find her attractive. That's what I'm saying. And then and then Star Wars happened and, and I was a Star Wars nerd, Star Wars nerd, you know, so like, yeah, it all works out. Um, but November 5th is American football day. So on a Sunday, no less. Fuck. Yeah. The way God intended. I'd be okay with American football day being on a Friday or a Saturday too. Not a Thursday though. Not a Thursday. Um, not a Monday. (laughs) Yeah. Not a Monday. Definitely not. Um, daylight savings. Seasonal depression coming to you soon. Oh, it's already here. It's already (laughs) here. It like, like, Literally the day after Halloween, waking up to snow, I was just like, like, I was like, what is going on here? Fuck my life. Yeah. Um, Good old Vermont, as I always say. <laughs> in uh, 1941, this was when the order was given to bomb Pearl Harbor. Boo. Boo. All right. And in 1994, November 5th, 1994, George Foreman, at the age of 45, won the heavyweight title. Uh, I think it was just WBO because... Boxing's all over the place with their belts and everything, but uh, but he was a 45 year old that beat the shit out of a 26 year old. So, you know, props to George Foreman. And George that, Foreman would beat the shit out of me at when he was 45. I know, I'm I, 26. That's but. the thing, man. What's it, it? Just kind of makes you like, you know, what's my excuse? Like, I, I kind of want to. I need to go back and watch that fight and just like, because I I would like to, I would like to still be formidable at 45. But I, I see what I, you did there. I, formidable. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I do have a Foreman grill too. It's like I feel like that's actually a knock against me. I feel like I, like I lose man points because I don't I don't just cook don't, on the regular grill that often. I use the Foreman grill. Just don't bring it into your bedroom. I know. And you're fine. Yeah, I don't need I don't need crisp bacon in the morning like Michael Scott. <laughs> ah, and November sixth is Job Action Day. It's a day to recognize and empower those who dream of having a job they love. Well, seems fitting. I. So, yeah, so what am I supposed to do with this? So, wait, what day is that? Monday. It's Monday? Oh, you do that on Monday? Um, Good way to start the week. Come on now. And we love our job. I sure Jobs. Do. Yeah. We love our jobs, right? At least two out of the three, yeah. So, yeah, so we, you know what? We don't even... See, let's see. Yeah, doing the math here. Oh, which which one? It's very mysterious. And that is an excellent note to end on. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for listening. Um, sending your feedback. Sending your favorite selections for which, uh, you know, which worst versus worst matchup you'd like to see, like your Ku Klux Klan versus communists. <laughs> oh, God, I feel like I feel like if enough people listen, we'll eventually get in trouble. But at least that would mean people are listening, right? Yeah, I'm just gonna hit the theme music now before we uh, um, do anything else. Yeah, well, I'm gonna keep talking over it, but 
keep going. Um, but again, thank you everyone for being here. Thank you for listening, sending that feedback. And uh, yeah, we'll be back in your ears on Monday talking about the NFL weekend that was. It's only going to get better. Thank you, guys. Thank <laughs> you.